We'll go ahead and start recording. I really wish my waves were bigger, though. That's what I hate. I hate that. Does it seem to affect the final product? No, not really. Okay. I don't think so. But I mean, it's just like looking at mine compared to yours. It's like, come they on. They look, I mean, they look bigger than mine. See? Wait, they do? Yeah, I'm totally, <laughs> I'm totally seeing. I wonder, can I share a screenshot? I probably can't scare. I mean, I'll show, let me hear. I'll do this uh, snippet. Ah, I was so going to get a screenshot in there before you. What is this? You can't, you can't paste, you can't do a screenshot in there. This email is here. Man, Gmail, do, do you have problems with like Gmail, like compose? You like, when you, have you tried to send an email? Like in Gmail? Do, yeah. I constantly have annoyances with Gmail. What's your. Issue? Well, it's just like I hit, I hit the compose button and it takes like forever. Everything just about on. I use fucking Google Chrome and just loading into Gmail. I feel like I have to sit for like five or six seconds for it to finish doing whatever the fuck it's been doing. Now, that's been doing that for like a, a year to six months or something. Oh, yeah. But yes. It's been doing it quite a while. Yeah. yeah yes to. It, yeah, everything. And I don't real I don't fucking get it. I don't know what the fuck they did in their own goddamn browser. <laughs> it's really annoying, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh here we'll we'll uh we'll get the we'll get the podcast started here. Here we go. Because I could just play it now, just right in the middle. Hello and welcome to episode 424 of Outlandish Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. With me, I have Justin. Hi. Been cheated by you since you don't know when. And uh, Jeremy is off today because it's his birthday. It's I don't know his if he's birthday. I don't know if he's doing anything today. I mean, Mandy's still recovering. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I firmly believe that everyone deserves their birthday, like their entire birthday, to what do whatever they want. Right. Um. Even like like my birthday's next week, so I mean, there's nothing to do. But I'm probably still going to take the day off. Um, so yeah, a day a day completely free of obligation. That that's what a birthday should be but, as an well, adult, like anyway. I, like I mentioned, though, I mean, Mandy, Mandy had uh, some. I don't know. I guess major surgery. I mean, yeah, I don't given, know what would you would call that. I mean, she had to. I don't think it was outpatient. I think she at least had to stay. Yeah, she had to stay a couple a of days or a day. Yeah, a couple of days. Uh, anyways, uh, she had some surgery uh to help alleviate some pain she was having in her head as far as i know uh i don't know if there was anything critical 
that was was actually happening? Like, if there was like, I don't think there was like tumor or anything. Yeah, like, no, no, yeah, I don't, nothing serious as far as I'm aware. Right, I don't get the impression it wasn't. Well, I know for a fact that it wasn't like emergency surgery or something like that, but yeah. it was something they had to take care of. Um, and she's she's doing uh, she's doing fine as far as I mean, she her her head is hurting. Um, but uh, the doctors say that that's just kind of part of the healing process or the initial process. This like just happened a couple days ago. Yeah. So, um, but she's I mean, there's no nothing wrong that we know of right Do now. They so. Do you think they fill in that like hole there? When you when they go to the skull? Yeah. Uh I think they well, I mean I don't know what modern technology is, but they yeah, usually I mean, put a plate over it or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cuz you yeah. have missing bone, right? Right. But and bone would grow back, right? I mean Eventually? for all, for all we know, uh yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, for all we know, they cut out a nice section of skull and then they just set that aside and now they're able to like put that back in and just kind of like seal it up. I don't I would, know. I think they make a small like, you know, maybe like, a you know, one eighth inch. You know, I mean, it's not probably. I'm sure like, it depends on what they got to do, right? Like what they got to get in there. Yeah. I know that um, for my dad's uh, it, it, I mean, for my dad's prostate surgery <laughs> mm-hmm. to have that removed, I was like, oh, God, you know, I was thinking like, well, hey, I'm lucky enough to have never had to go to the hospital um, for anything. So I haven't even been like hardcore operated on, except I have a, a wisdom tooth that was growing downward that they had to dig out of there. But I was knocked out for that. So, you know, when someone's like, I got to have surgery done, I'm still in my head. I'm like, oh, they're gonna have to slice that person open with a giant <laughs> You know, they got to like really make a big slash so they can pull that all back. But for my dad, they only had to make like a really small, I think like inch at most incision. And then they stuck a thing in there that then like expands inside and did all the things it needed to do. So I don't know, you know, brain surgery, I'm sure is a bit, a bit more delicate than that, but it's sort of like, um, so Jennifer went to the dentist yesterday and in, and my dad went to the dentist last week and in both cases they you know they wanted to take your temperature when you got there um and i was like well how do they how do they take your temperature you know because <laughs> i still have a thermometer that you have to stick under your tongue and leave it there for like a minute and she was like oh it's like a scanner at the grocery store which i had seen in like some videos during these during these corona times but i did not realize how ubiquitous those were now um, they just like hold it up to your forehead and they get like an almost an, an instant reading. Kind of like um, if anybody watches Good Eats, Alton Brown has a um, has a thermometer that for like surfaces, you just point at it yeah. and it tells you what the well, temperature I mean, is. Yeah, I have one for my room so I could like see how what the temperature is to the air when it's blowing out of the vents and stuff like mm. that. Okay. We, we, we use one at work and stuff to make sure that their AC is working and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, um, yeah, I would just uh, that or uh, you would think maybe. Do you think you'd be okay if they took it from your ear, like ear to ear? Does that transmit? Like, is that well? Is it just any uh, orifice? You know, I don't know. I, 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 I would. I like that's a 
Fuck. I feel like I should know the answer to this at this point. I don't know if the virus, my understanding is the virus does not just live on your skin. Like when you think about all the things and precautions, it's all about the fluids. So it's your saliva, your mucus, your tear ducts or whatever. But I don't, I mean, you wouldn't want to take that chance. I don't think. I swore, (laughs) I swore I heard that you could have sex, but not kiss and not transmit it. Uh, I suppose Which I that's... was all like, what? Yeah. Like I can get AIDS and all these STDs by having sex, but I can't get an actual, like the coronavirus. I third, yeah, they're different. They're different things, I guess, you know, like they all, you know, some viruses act differently. It's, it's pretty crazy. It's the same thing. Like, like food apparently does not transmit the virus. So like someone with the coronavirus could prepare your meal. And as long as all you did was eat the food, you know what I mean? Like you don't touch the plate that they also touched. You're okay. Like so far they have seen no indication that you can ingest the virus. Uh, So, which kind of makes sense because like, you know, like your stomach, your stomach contents are made to break things down. So like theoretically the virus is like, Oh no. And just breaks apart and gets, I don't know, turned into nutrition. I wonder how many calories are in a virus. cell. probably not very many. So, no, okay, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like, if you're if you if you breathe through your mouth, then essentially you should be okay. But that would go. I mean, like, I guess if it could somehow make it all the way through your mouth, throat, down into your lungs without touching like the side walls or anything, right? I guess, yeah. Because then you would think once you swallow, that would go into your stomach. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know how the inner workings of, of a throat work to keep <laughs> things separate, honestly. <laughs> you know? I know there's the flap. Yeah. And it, but, but you just were like, but how strong is that flap? I mean, like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. If I'm eating, you know, pizza or something, you know, something heavy, like a, or a steak or meat or something, you know, it's, it's like... I'm, I'm pretty surprised that that flap's doing its job. Yeah. No, trust me. And, 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 you know, as someone who has had liquid or, well, yeah, usually liquid go down the wrong pipe, which we've, we've all had that happen. Um, I saw a picture of a, uh, a, a child had choked on a peanut. And so they, I don't know if they just took the child's lungs out and left the peanut in there. Because what happened what? was... <laughs> The, the, the image was of the Wait, did lungs. The child die? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The child died. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Like I'm just the child was choking, and the doctors are like, "Oh, this is really fascinating. This could be really good for science." Let's just take the lungs out. Doctor, he's still alive. Well, whatever. I mean, this is important. I mean, science. not when we remove the lungs, but yeah, right. He won't be for long. <laughs> uh, no, but the peanut had gone past, you know, the flap, as as we're calling it. And was stuck like perfectly in that little uh, that little Y shape, upside down Y shape, where it splits off to go to the two lungs. And it was like horrifying to look at. Just imagining, um, I, you know, someone swallowing it, something like a peanut, and it getting past the flap. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I, I assume that's it, right? I mean, well, I mean, 
The Heimlich, right? Anyone that would that I don't stop think that? the Heimlich helps with. I think the Heimlich only helps if something gets stuck, it's lodged like, in the, the yeah, like lodged in the hole. Maybe it would because the lungs are these bags of air. So theoretically, doing that might force it back up the 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 line, the lung line, whatever that's called. Yeah. It's not the esophagus. I don't. I don't even know what that's called. It's probably got some long Latin phrase, but uh. But I was thinking, like, man, how do you broach the parents on afterwards? Like, hey, um, I'm sorry for your loss, but it would be a really good scientific thing if we could take <laughs> your kids' lungs out. Can we, can we get the lungs? And use those for science? Like, I mean, I don't even know how you approach that subject. Yeah. Like, how do you – and, like, <laughs> who's the person that's, like, thinking of that? At, while you know after or like in that moment you know mm-hmm. like is there like, well I mean, okay what is the mindset here's my guess the body was donated for science like i don't know if that's something that i don't know when the parents decide that you know do they because no one no one like <laughs> your your five-year-old is like beeping along happily no one's gonna like I don't even know how you would get that done. Do you go to the family doctor? Do you go to the hospital and be like, hey, we well, love our child. We don't expect him to die. But if he does, you can have him. <laughs> well, you know, it's like, I mean, like, they don't really have a driver's license to say, I'm an organ donor. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, who, where do oh, they, I, where, where do the, and like. Right. So you have to imagine that the hospital has to approach them. Fairly quickly, you know, uh, in between the time that the child dies and the time where the parents are like, yeah, we're going to bury him, which like that, that, that goes pretty fast, right? Like it's, 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 I mean, it'd have to be within like what hour of death. I, 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 yeah. Right. You would have to ask for organ donations. I mean, I don't, yeah, I, you know, you've got me, you got me wondering, I'd love to know the specific scenario. Did the parent. I mean, did the, did the doctor say this was a really rare thing that happened? And then the parent was like, you know what? Take his, take his lungs out. <laughs> this is important. I just, it's hard to imagine a scenario, right? It yeah. hadn't happened, but maybe it's, yeah. I wonder if it's one of those deals where when you're like, because I imagine you're signing a bunch of stuff when a, when a someone dies at the hospital or whatever you know at some point in there it's like would you like to have this donated to science and then they're like you know what sure and then maybe the child is 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 put in with all the other bodies you say it's so casual i don't know i don't know i mean like i'm telling you i'm having trouble imagining it just the casualness of like no like nothing has happened you know what um I think I will. I think I will donate that my my, my one and only infant child. Maybe they have several other children, and so they're just oh, like, they're like, you know, what? I got two others. <laughs> Go for it. Oh my god. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. How are things? Uh, I'm curious. How are how are things with you in your office right now? I know that you were um, mostly working from home or partially working from home. Yeah, I'm uh, about ninety to ninety five percent working from home. If, okay. if I usually so um, uh, I'm working uh, a little off and on now. Uh, hours have been reduced to you know with the state of everything and to save 
save money with current climate and everything like that. And with what we work in, uh, we've cut hours, but, um, so basically I worked two, two shifts with a, uh, a break in the middle. And, um, so like what I'll normally do is I'll go in probably the second half of the day. Mm. Oh, uh, if I need to, to do something. So I'll just, I'll go in the second half of the day. And that's like if somebody needs some some hardware related issue or something that I actually have to look at or yeah. uh, help them get some equipment so they can work from home. Like, um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um, you know, we're just I'm remoting in most of the time and just doing my work that way and calling up people and talking to them. And I have software that I can use to remote into their computer if I need to. And so, it's is everything going pretty smoothly at this point i know that when the shit hit the fan you guys had to kind of scramble to get people set up yeah yeah it's it's pretty much good now okay that's Um, good until people mess up their shit well uh, yeah that's the problem right i imagine that's the biggest headache is before the company has all the computers that everybody's working on for the most part except for like you know supervisors or whatever that have their but even then like you're providing a laptop to them and they're in the building. You can just like, if something's going wrong, you can go and diagnose it straight up. But now people are working on their own computers, right? Just logging yeah. in. Oh uh, yeah. They're just, uh, remoting into their mm-hmm. work PCs. But yeah, it's going all right. It's going okay. Yeah. Okay. You doing all right. I'm doing okay. Work wise. Work wise. Uh, I mean, we as best as best you could as i mean i could get into a, a long drawn not, out i don't know I how don't. much we should be talking about work yeah, no, exactly yeah and i, I kind of felt weird asking you i, I thought just in general <laughs> like things that affect matt um and i won't i won't get into any specifics uh from my company um but, but I mean, it's very just- it's very slow i will say this our company deals a lot with um foreclosure title like foreclosed lands and what's called reo um title which basically i don't know i've talked about this before but we deal a lot with a a foreclosed uh land title and for those that don't know because there's a lot to keep up with one of the things that the government has done has put a moratorium on evictions and foreclosures um They put it in place on March 17th for 60 days. And then like the, the day before I think, or the day of May 17th, they went ahead and extended it through June. Um, And I mean, you know, that's good, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I mean, I was, I was telling people like, I feel like, you know, before it happened because, well, first of all, I had been looking into it the last three weeks because I was like, you know, surely they're going to announce something sooner than later. So when it was last week and there still wasn't an announcement, I was like, I guess they're going to let that shit expire. And honestly, I was like, well, A, they shouldn't let it expire. Like, they definitely need to maintain a moratorium. But B, there's a fucking monster running the country right now. So it wouldn't surprise me if he was like, yeah, fuck people. And I'm just, in real estate. This would be great for me. Yeah, if, right? Like pennies on the dollar. Um, I'll, I'll still be around when everyone else is wiped out. Um, but no, they extended it, which again is good, but like it definitely puts puts a dent. So things are yeah. 
fairly slow. I, I, you know, I, I'm curious how how much society realizes ripple effects within that oh economy. God. Yeah, like I mean, like you you think of your industry as like, oh, it's it's a great industry to be in until like a pandemic happens, which causes the flow of every causes everything to kind of back up. Yeah, um, there are short except, except for toilet paper. Obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Uh, like there's, I saw, I saw a thing that said Walmart, Walmart's online sales had gone up like 79% since oh, yeah. it started. And it's like, Oh, cool. Walmart's doing all right. Yay. You know, meanwhile, they're, they're like, there's a, there's a, a chain of um, bakeries from the Bay area up and down the West coast that are pretty popular that has been around for 37 years, but they announced the other day that they're not going to be reopening that they're immediately closing. And then there's like a local place that Jennifer and I liked that just announced that they're closing for good. And I just, I think that's only going to continue and that sucks, but yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. Like even, even the foreclosure moratorium, like I'm not one to be like, Oh, the poor banks, you know, but the reality is, is most businesses operate on fairly thin margins so, you know, I, I the, the point is, is like, if you say, well, we're not going to do, well, it's sort of like the whole renter landlord um, relationship. So if, if the city of Seattle, for example, says no evictions um, indefinitely, you know, renters still have mortgages on the properties that they own, you know, who's going to help them take care of that. And so then if the city says, well, you know, uh, banks can't foreclose. Well, okay. You know, then, you know, like what about the banks? And and I'm not talking about the bank of America's, you know, fuck, you know, fuck the big banks, but that have already been bailed out before and will get bailed out again. But you know, there's a lot of small banks that like, and it's good to have small banks that can't afford to just not be able to collect on the mortgages that they have. You know, and then and so then if you're like, well, okay, then the government. okay, so all the previous things. But now the government needs to, like, give the banks money. Uh, Well, if you think that's a good idea, then where does the government get it? We've already the government has already paid out trillions of dollars. You know, the the government, the government, the government's both federal, local, and and otherwise are having major budgetary shortfalls, whether it's because, you know, people aren't using public transportation or, you know, people are just straight up not buying local because they can't, you know, all those restaurants and coffee shops and movie theaters and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, they all get local sales tax. And so, you know, the governments are going to hit major crunches. Like it's just, it's, it's very scary. And, um, I guess that kind of leads into something I wanted to talk about. You know, uh, Matt, you've been open in the past on this podcast, and I think it's good that we can be that way. So, um, I've been pretty, I've been pretty okay with everything. I, I've always been kind of a happy-go-lucky guy. Like, I don't, I don't tend to get, I don't, I don't have a lot of anxiety. We'll put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. Even about things that I feel like I should. Um, I just. I don't know. I've just always kind of figured things are going to work out because for the most part they do. And, you know, looking back, I realized that a lot of that is just privilege, whether it's um, my upbringing or just getting lucky with, you know, yeah, certain white <laughs> cis male. I don't even know what the, what is the cis part? Cis is a way of saying, um, 
hetero, basically. Like oh. people, yeah, people, uh, people that are stand. Uh, I was going to say standard, but like you know, the, we're trying to get away from language that Man, I don't you know, know any of the fucking internet terminology for fucking like simp. I had to go look that up. I yeah, I had to look that shit up. That was. And um, like, I just, I don't know any of the fucking internet shit anymore. Yeah. Sis, well, that's sim- what, that's what Google anyways, and Urban Dictionary are good for. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Go, your privilege, your white, your privilege male. Anyway, so you. all of that is to say that like, I have, I, have, I, I am lucky to have not faced any major crises in my life. Um, which probably contributes to my quote, happy go lucky, uh, persona uh, mindset. But, so, um, Jennifer and I, we decided like she needed to get some stuff printed. So, um, on Saturday we decided to go to drive into Seattle, which like neither of us have been to Seattle since this all started back in early March. Um, just like to get out, you know, because it, it is getting, obviously it's getting tiring being at home all the time. Um, and I don't know what it was, but just like driving around and, and I, I like, I literally don't know what triggered it, but I just constantly was like, just feeling like I was on the verge of crying at any moment, just, you know, kind of in, in ebbs and flows. And I could not figure out what it was. Uh, and when I got home and it just like the whole, the, I mean, we barely spent, I mean, we got something to eat, we got the things printed out and then we, we drove home and I was, I, I was getting irritable um and and when i got home i just like lay down and just started sobbing and i don't like like a child like a toddler um and again like i don't know what it is the i just think it's just stress and anxiety about the future and again like the, the reason I, w- I was bringing it up is because as we're talking about, like you mentioned the ripple effects, like just this feeling that we're going through something unlike anything we've experienced, maybe since, I don't know, World War One and the Spanish flu, just this and not knowing what it's going to look like, how we're going to get out yeah. of this. I mean, it is basically the equivalent of like our modern day depression kind of. I mean, yeah. Like- Everybody losing, you know, stuff left and right and, you know, having to figure out what to do. I think I would think based on what you're saying that it might have been like the realization of like the barrenness of Seattle, probably like it was probably like nowhere near as populated. Like, oh, yeah. And all that. Oh, yeah. Like, it was probably like that. Probably like like. Because you've been at home probably the majority of time and probably just that you've never had that actual contact with the changes that have been taking effect. Like, well, and that's probably what I, I would think that's probably the, if, like if I was to go out, if I was to like go to California right now or something like that, like, and you know, how, how it was for us, you know, every time we went to California and we saw it now, it would probably be like, you probably wouldn't be like a, a so happy, happy trip right. as it would be like, a, oh, Jesus. I mean, like, like you, the effects would hit you. I think I do think that getting out and driving to Seattle probably was a triggering point. But uh, I've also been um, walking around Bremerton for about 
two months, probably every other day, roughly every every other day, and then I'll like skip a day sometimes if it's I don't know raining or whatever. So I've seen like um, the downtown Bremerton area, and and it's just as you know barren and lifeless. Um, I don't. So I think you're right. I think that it definitely. I mean, it clearly had to been some kind of triggering, just being. Because I cognitively knew that places were like that, but being faced with it and seeing the the difference of just just seeing it and experiencing it, I don't, I don't know. I think I think it's that. I think it also like came at a time where you know we've been dealing with this for over two months and just. Again, like I, I know I've always I've thought since the beginning that this is something we're going to have to be dealing with for at least a year, probably. But I think now experiencing that and as time goes on, you you can only you can understand something and then something can happen that will really like trigger, like forcing you. I don't know. I don't like putting your face like putting it in or putting your face into it, if that makes sense. Um, being would- being faced with 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 it like really looking at something even if you knew it was like that i would probably say the biggest thing to me would be like the after effects of this so well yeah that's that's the other thing is i'm constantly thinking about yeah no i'm sorry just just but, but that that's that's yet another facet of what's 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 killing me is knowing how it's going to destroy all these probably smaller businesses and and movie well, theaters. I, Do we even go back I, to movies? <laughs> well, I like to think of it as it's it will yes, it will destroy current things, but in the rebuilding process it will bring other things. Yeah. Uh, it will be a rebirth of of things to come. Um mm-hmm. I, I hate I hate that it was just a, a shitty time for people right now. Um right. but the hope is that, you know, we move beyond this, but my thing is that how long does that take? Right. Like if our current state is this, at what point, when will we hit that peak of like, okay, well, you know, I think moving forward, it's okay because I, I you know, we talked about Gen Con and stuff and how, you know, it finally got announced that it was canceled. So, mm-hmm. but we talked about like how, I mean, is it are, are things okay? Like once half the population has gotten this, or I mean, like because you know it can't get any worse, or <laughs> I mean, is that when we're like you know that's that's the peak, or or are we always going to be looming because only like twenty five percent of Americans have got you know we still right. have seventy five that could be contagious? Uh, I don't know. Right, and that's and that's like yeah, that's really scary, right? Because the thing is, is that. I mean, you're kind of talking about herd immunity ultimately, um, but there's like 300 million people in the country, and we are we are rolling slowly to hit 100,000 confirmed cases by June 1st. So, I mean, you do the math, and it's and it's less than a percentage of the total population, and yet while we have been having this many people get it, we've been having 
hospitals. It's not been as bad as as people were worried. I think that's because of mitigation efforts. But, you know, New York and some of the some other harder hit places were dealing with some serious shit in the hospitals. And that's with that few people. I mean, it was it's a ton of people. I'm sorry, not 100,000 cases, uh, 100,000 deaths. So I'm I'm sorry. Um, I was about to say, I was like, I thought we were I like one point something million people um, at least. You're right. You're absolutely right. But um, fuck, what is it? What is the? Oh, okay, so yeah, one point one point six million. Okay, so it's a, it's it's a lot more. But that's the thing: one point six million out of three hundred million. It's that's like one point six or fuck no, that's like half a percent, like a third, <laughs> half a percent. <laughs> It's, you know, we are so far. So, so even in that potential hopeful, quote unquote, hopeful scenario, the idea would be that somehow we would be able to slowly have people in the populace get the virus until we had enough people. But even that's a terrifying prospect because we would end up losing, like, I mean, if everybody in the populace eventually got the virus, we would lose roughly like three to five million people just straight up dead, which is awful. Um, you lose more than that. Right. Well, oh, I mean, no, it's almost, yeah. it's, it's about it's like, like 8% right now or something oh, like is that. It that think, high? It, well, if it's, if we're at a hundred thousand, no, you're right. It would be like 1.6. It would be at least, yeah, it would be more like nine or 10 million. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah. So yeah, it'd be pretty crazy. So that's, terrifying in, i mean in modern day <laughs> right I mean, I mean it's 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 just like and again like all of this it's we live in a world of constant bad news so much bad news that we have trouble keeping keeping track of stories that's also terrible that would otherwise be big news so for example oh, yeah. I, I tweeted something today about this was this blew my mind so we knew that there was a a cruise ship crisis like in March and April where there were cruise ships with people on them that had the coronavirus and they were forced to like stay out at sea. Um, and that was like a whole fiasco. What I did not know is that after like they've gotten all the um, passengers off, but there's uh, like 58,000 uh, crew people that are still on cruise ships that are like wrangled in international red tape bullshit. Um, three, uh, like a third person committed suicide last week. They just jumped off the edge. It's like, and that's, that's, that's awful. That's awful on the, the governments of the world. It's awful on the cruise ship industry. And that's again, like, that's just, I think that's part of what is, what is getting to people is just like constant stories and just bad news like that. And again, like the thing I realized this week is that we knew that Trump was bad, in my opinion, Um, any sane person's opinion. We knew that he was a problem, but until the crises hit, like, well, the thing is, is that we've known that for years, (laughs) then the crises hit and we see him doing terrible things, but it just exacerbates an already bad situation. Like this was, this would have been bad even if Hillary was um, in power. I feel like it would have been a lot better, but so, you know, we've got uh, uh, like states like Michigan and Nevada and, and other states, even government run or uh, 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 Republican run states that are wanting to do uh, um, mail-in voting 
for the November elections and for primaries and stuff. And just today, Trump is like threatening to withhold funds to Michigan and Nevada for wanting to institute fucking like mail-in voting, which has like been shown to be like very, very low fraud percentages. And like, I, I don't know, again, like t- it's just, it's just so many different aspects of things. And, and it's going to continue to wear on people's psyche um, as we continue to go on dealing with this shit. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I, you know, I, we're fortunate enough that this pandemic uh, is not like an extremely bad disease. Like, yeah, right. But did you see Captain Trips or something? Yeah. Well, God. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Trips had like what, like a ninety nine point nine percentage <laughs> kill rate. Um, or even the movie. Did you have you seen the movie Contagion? Um, Gwyneth Paltrow. No. Uh, uh, I uh, think so. Was that Matt Damon? Matt Damon. I think I started that, but I don't think I ever actually fully watched it. It's great. You should totally sit down and watch it. Um, yeah. Because I think, I think Gwyneth Paltrow gets it. Yeah. Like, and Matt Damon she, is the husband or so something. Gwyneth like, Paltrow is not, she, they call her patient. I mean, they, she ends up being like, quote unquote, patient zero, even though she's not the first person to get it. She's like the s- second person to get it because she goes, you find out that, um, she, she comes back from a Chinese business trip and she's sick. And like within the first five minutes, she dies. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, not, it's amazing because you're like, oh, Gwyneth Paltrow's in this movie. I, you know, I guess she'll be a main character. And then she fucking dies. Because um, I but, think they uh, had her like quarantined, right? Or something. And right. Like he goes to see her and then she's just, they're like, yeah, we can't do anything. Like, well, no, no, they don't have her quarantine. She gets sick at home and he takes her to the hospital and she dies within like an hour or something. And the doctor, like there's a scene at the beginning where the doctor's like, I'm sorry, we couldn't do anything. And and Matt Damon's like, but how's she, how's she going to be? Like he can't even, because she was like perfect, I'm going to say not perfectly okay, but she was like a little under the weather the day before, you know, and she just fucking dies. Um, and he ends up being like one of the main characters because for whatever the reason, he's one of the few people who is unable to get sick from it. Um, and they deal with like him and his, his family throughout the movie, plus a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, so like that virus, I want to say it had like a, a 25% kill rate, which is way higher and would be. But, you know, that movie like really gets into like what would happen if a virus like that. So, yeah, th- to your point, at least it's not like even the virus from Contagion. <laughs> Um, I'm just thinking, you know, how long it's going to take us to get a vaccine. Yeah. Well, there's, there's been some good news recently. I haven't read the articles on it, but that's just, you know, that's like initial good news. (laughs) Yeah. They were still like, yeah, it'd still be like 12 to 18 months out. Right. Like I was like, what? I was like, but. Well, they still, the problem is that they, they have to like wait to make sure that the vaccine itself is not deadly. (laughs) Um, so there are some wonderful volunteers or cause autism or Justin. cause. Well, of course. I mean, well, the thing is, Matt, we know it's going to cause autism. We already know uh, that, yeah, um, yeah. but we don't want it to just like instantly kill a person. So, I mean, it's um, inherently, I mean, it's it, it vaccine. <laughs> that's why I'm not getting inherently. the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> no, anti-vaxxers are bad. Um, we should put the ball on an Island. Um, 
But uh, yeah, no, like you're, to your point, we're going to be dealing with this for many, many months. Um, and maybe we should move on. I don't know. People probably probably hear about this all the time. I don't know how much they want to hear us talk yeah. about it. Well, I mean, it's at least real people, right? I mean, they're hearing right. our responses about it and everything. And yeah, they come to listen to us to entertain them and stuff. And so they're getting our two cents with a little bit of, you know, weird humor in there. <laughs> right. That's a good point, because I've been listening to uh, Kamel Nanjiani and uh, 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 Emily V. Gordon. They're married. They're the couple behind the Big Sick movie. Um, and they were doing a podcast. And it's like. It's cool to hear their thoughts and whatnot, but at the same time, they're like stuck in their house in LA, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's a little hard to relate per se. Um, so. All right. Well, so talk, talk to me about, uh, so uh, just, just this episode, I've started to do show notes for us to type in. So Justin has oh, right. some show notes here. Uh, so he can uh, talk about some things he's been doing this past couple weeks. Uh, yeah, I got you. I'm going to let you out. Just let me let Justin start talking and then I'll let you out. And then I'll get up because I don't need to hear that shit. Uh <laughs> well, I still hear it. I got wireless headphones. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just. Um, uh, but so, yeah, tell me about, you say you started Watch Dogs 2. So you haven't so, finished Watch Dogs 2 or you just started it? Right. So I, I, I believe the last time we podcasted, I had finished Bloodborne. Um, just the just the base playthrough. And I started, what was it? You know what? Now that I think about it, so yeah, I had I had beaten the game, but then the 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 game does this thing where as soon as you finish and the credits roll, you just it just like restarts the game, and it just like it doesn't even give you a ch- it doesn't ask if you want to restart. It just like goes through the credits and then it spits you back on the medical table at the beginning of the game, and you can get up and start walking, running around. And what it is is it's it's a it's called New Game Plus, which is like a, a video game concept where most of the time in New Game Plus, you restart the game, but you keep all your levels and gear and stuff, but the game gets harder, and and Bloodborne is exactly like that. Um, so you keep all your experience and levels and skills and abilities and items you've collected, except for like some uh, gating items, like items to keep you out of certain areas. They take those away so that you can't just run through. You, so, and you can play through the game again and it's harder um but you know because you're playing with your end game version of the character you it's it's not like it's not a cakewalk but it's also not like super hard um and i restarted and just kept playing cuz i was like enjoying it and i well first of all first off i wanted to see how well i could do against the early bosses that kicked my ass and i did like very very well against those bosses so i was like oh let's just keep playing and and the other thing was bloodborne is the kind of game where there's a lot of stuff you can miss there's like secrets and and like whole side areas and whole bosses that you can miss if you're not like really exploring and and just like figuring everything out and it's 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 a kind of an obscure game as far as figuring stuff out so basically the second playthrough i was like i'm gonna look everything up i'm gonna like do all the bosses i missed the first time i'm gonna get the 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 other ending where you fight like a second boss um and i did that and i was enjoying that and then 
I was not planning on playing the DLC, uh, which you know came out afterwards, but I started watching uh, videos of people playing it because I still wanted to know what was in there. And I was like, man, this looks fun. So I decided to buy the DLC. And the thing is, is like, unfortunately, the way the game works is the DLC kind of expects you to be at the end of the game, like leveled up and stuff. The problem is that as soon as you beat the game, the game automatically loads you into New Game Plus, and you don't have the ability to go back to a save that's at the end of the game. So I had to either play the DLC on New Game Plus, which everybody recommended not doing because, again, like New Game Plus is harder, and even even though you're leveling up and and all that, like they were just like you're better off just like restarting the game. Um, and then getting to where to whatever level you need to be to play the DLC. So I decided to do that. Um, and I was able to do like, there's all kinds of different weapons you can pl- use in that game. So I was like, well, I'll, I'll build my character differently. There's an, there's a whole different way of playing. Like I was playing like a skill based build where I was putting points into the skill stat and there's a strength build where you, you know, you use like strength based weapons. Um, so I decided to do that and played all of that and played at the DLC and uh, just beat the the last boss for the DLC the day before yesterday, um, and so now I'm done with Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Although I've been reading some stuff and continuing to reading some stuff about the lore and like about some other weapons and like oh, I kind of kind of want to play those other weapons. I don't know. I might load it up. Um, I'm. I actually, so yeah, you start out by saying like, oh, Watch Dogs 2. But so what I, what I did is after I beat the game the second time, I loaded up Watch Dogs 2 and I was like, oh, I'm going to play this game finally. It's a game I've owned for a while. I bought it on sale. Um, and I didn't play the first game, but basically in Watch Dogs 2, you're, you're a hacker. And it's sort of like GTA, but set in the near future. I, I haven't seen uh, Mr. Robot. You've watched Mr. Robot, right? Matt? Uh, yes, I have watched Mr. Robot. I haven't. Did I even did I finish the first? I fit, did I finish? I can't remember if I even finished the first season. I got like all the way towards the end, I think. I think I finished the first season. Okay. And you go back and watch the other. I think there's two. More seasons? Oh, I think yeah. I don't know how many seasons there are. Um, but but yeah. definitely, definitely at least three. I don't. I feel like that series is set in like a slightly in the slight future. Is that correct? Is it like a little in the future? I think it's present day. Okay, so full on present day. Okay, well, yeah, I want to say present day. Bad comparison then, but like this is like this is like Black Mirror kind of like it's just I got you. It's just in yeah. fact, Black Mirror is a good example because the premise they set up is that. Um, this company comes up with uh, like tracking software that the nations of the world start using. Like basically it, it posits a future where I guess we give up enough of our freedoms that we, we allow all this like tracking software and stuff. And it's like in everything at this point, you know, like even like they may, they showed an example of a teddy bear that's like advanced and got, all the stuff in it and cameras in the eyes. And even it's like watching your child play to report back like the child's playing habits so that they can advertise things at the parents, you know? So um, you play as this hacker who like does a job. And then this, this, this uh, underground group of anonymous style hackers 
um, kind of take notice and they, they bring you on board and then you start doing missions um, that are, I don't know, like hacking missions. You're, you're trying to raise the profile of your group and you're trying to like bring down bullshitters. It's a lot of um, like ripped from the headlines kind of ideas. So for example, if you heard of Martin, I think his name is Martin Shrelly. He's the pharmaceutical uh, CEO that made Charged news. Like $15 billion for stuff. Yeah. He was like up in the price of pills. And um, one of the things he made, big news for is that like he bought a rare Wu-Tang uh, recording and he bought it and kept it. In other words, like he didn't buy it and then dump it online so that everyone could use it. He was like, I just want to own this. Um, he's like this big Wu-Tang fan. So he like bought this never before heard, I don't know, Wu-Tang like record studio recording or something that I guess they decided was not worth putting it on an album or whatever. And, you know, people kind of were like um, railing against him for that. So in the game watchdogs too, there's a rapper that um, is, was like talking about selling his next big song to this pharmaceutical exec. And so, and the, so you end up like mimicking the rapper and calling the guy and tricking him into paying your hacker group, like uh, all the money he was going to pay. And, um, like you end up packing his, his stuff to like mess or mess with him. And that was like a whole mission in the game. You had to like, you had to like go to the, the rapper's house to steal something, um, and I'm trying to think of like a different mission, but basically you're doing like anonymous style hackings. Oh, like they're filming a movie, uh, like called cyber hacker three or something. And it's a goofy Hollywood movie. And so your group decides like these guys are giving hackers a bad name and these movies have gotten shitty anyway. So let's steal the, the fancy hacker car. Like the, the cyber hacker guy has like a, a fancy talking car that kind of is like, reminiscent of Knight Rider. So you, one of the missions is to steal the car and um, you end up like um, tricking it out and pimping it up and then like driving it all over the city, running from the cops and just like making you, you paint it up with like your group's insignia to, so again, raising the profile of your group. Um, and uh, you get abilities like drones that you can, I haven't gotten a drone yet, but I got like this little um, wheeled, like non-flying drone, I guess you could say that you like you, you put it out and then the camera goes to the perspective of a camera inside the drone. And then you can like run it around to try and do like, you know, kind of surp, uh, uh, sneakily get around areas and, uh, and do hacking missions. Um, I don't know, like the game's all right. Uh, I was hope I was expecting to enjoy it more than I did. One of my biggest problems with the game is the driving is terrible. You know how when you play a GTA game, at least like the the, the driving is like a little arcadey, uh, or like Forza. Like there's a, there's like an arcadey, or, or I say for, uh, Forza Horizon specifically. You you can mess around, but like for the most part, you can drive those games, and they've got a little bit of an arcadey feel to them, and they're they're just fun to drive around. This game is not fun to drive around. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. <laughs> I've played a lot of games where you can drive cars. I, I I'm pretty sure it's not just me like 
having difficulties. I, I'm, I really think that the driving is bad in that game. And the problem is like when you're playing a video game, you got to make things like that fun because what's up. I was just saying, I'm going to do a quick watch dogs to driving. <laughs> Let's see here. I wanted to see if anybody was like bitching about it. I don't see anybody really. I mean, people are. Sh- Here's a ah. If you Google, well, okay, so I googled Watch Dogs Two driving and looked at the you know the little like suggestion fill-ins, and the third one down is is bad. <laughs> so I'm I'm I'm, I'm definitely going to be looking at some Reddit threads to see. Mostly to confirm my opinion <laughs> and downvote the people I disagree with, as you do. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like, and then like the missions are, I don't know, I, I, without getting too detailed, the missions are difficult in a way that doesn't feel particularly fair. So for example, it's it, you do a lot of sneaking. And needless to say, because you're a hacker and you, you, you know, they don't want you just doing like, like if you're, if you're a proper hacker, you wouldn't be going anywhere, right? You'd be doing everything from, you know, the I'm headquarters. From my computer. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, so they got to like, you get a, you get a gun at one point, but like, and part of it is, I think possibly me making it harder on myself because they give you a stun gun and you can um, melee people. But then, but you can pick up pistols and you can get like assault weapons. But the thing is, is like the premise they set up in this game really, I feel like they, the premise really makes me feel like I don't want to be killing anybody. Like, I feel like the the whole idea of the group, because like ostensibly you're trying to like be, you know, corporations bad. They don't need to have your data. This is bullshit. The world is bullshit. And I just don't think you sell your message very well if I'm murdering all the security guards <laughs> everywhere i go so part of it is probably making it harder on myself because you know you're just hacking their life bro (laughs) but like when you get discovered not only does like all do all the guards come in and start just shooting at you but then they'll call the police like which is great and all but i don't feel like the game at least early on gives you a lot of ways to deal with that so pretty much every time that's happened i've just had to fail a mission um, and so again, like game is not particularly fun. The driving is not fun. Uh, there's aspects to it. I was enjoying, like it's, it's definitely different. And plus like weirdly enough, it feels like there's not many people making open world, uh, city, uh, crime games like this as much. I mean, I don't even GTA five came out like in 2013 or some shit. Um, but that also coincided with me. Like I started that up and then I was like, you know what? I want to play the, the Bloodborne DLC after all. So I kind of put uh, Watch Dogs 2 down and I really don't know if I'm ever going to go back to it. Um, so, yeah. Um, finished the Great British Baking Show recent season. Not much to say about that. Um, that show is still good. I think it's especially good right now in the world of shit that we're dealing with. Um, because it's, 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 it is just pretty wholesome. Um, watched the, uh, talented Mr. Ripley, the, uh, 1999 movie with Gwyneth Paltrow and, uh, Matt Damon, actually, now that I think about it. Um, and, uh, Oh my God. And Jude law. 
holy shit, all three of those people are in corona are, are in coronavirus, are in talented Mr. Ripley and Contagion. What the fuck? I can't believe Jennifer and I didn't realize that. And what the fuck already about this? Um, have you ever seen that movie, Matt? Talented Mr. Ripley? Uh, is that the one where uh, he has a love interest and then he gets hit by a car and he comes back to take the life of the father of the love interest? So what's weird That's me, is Joe Black. You <laughs> are oh <laughs> but oh that's I, really I, funny cuz like I think they come around the same time or something. I, I can, I yes, yes, I can see why you would confuse the two. Um especially if you saw them when they came out. See, I'd never seen the other one. So for me, I saw Meet Joe Black when it came out. But you're absolutely right. They came out came out around the same time, maybe even the same year. And the weird thing is and I can see why you got him confused because in the talent Mr. Ripley um he is like a really good mimic and he's good at, he's basically a con man. Matt Damon is, he's a, he's a, he's a burgeoning con man. And the premise is that in 1950s America, he does like a little, he does a little gig at a, for like a piano performance and he wears his friends, um, I think Harvard vest. And so this old dude, this old rich guy, is like, oh, you went to Harvard. My my son went to Harvard. And Matt Damon is just like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he just like plays or Princeton or whatever. He plays along with it. And so the old man um, eventually is like, well, here's the deal. I have my son is in is about your age and he's in Italy and he's just like gallivanting around doing nothing with his life. You found out you find out that the the old man is like a rich um, baron of some industry. And so his son who graduated Harvard uh, then just went off and is just like, you know, partying basically in Italy again in, in like mid fifties Italy. So he hires the, the Matt Damon's character to go over and convince uh, the uh, Jude Law's character, the son to come back. And I don't want to get into much more than that, but basically it, it, it it begins to it turns into like Matt Damon um using his skills of mimicry and and just like photo memory and and fraud and it like gets it gets ends up getting really dark. Um I don't know. It's one of those movies that like is it's pretty highly rated. Uh I can see why it was highly rated. Uh I didn't not enjoy watching it. <laughs> like it was a good sit. Um, I don't know how much I liked that movie though. It, it seemed it's it's the kind of movie that you can see like people who love like cinemaphiles love this movie, and you can see why because it's great acting. Um, it's you know really good cinematography. Like you like if you're in love with Italy, this is a movie to to see because it's just like lots of scenes in in Italy in the fifties. Although obviously not you know, actually the fifties cause they made it in fucking 1998, but, um, you know, um, I, I would, I guess I would recommend people seeing it. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> sorry. I don't have like really strong thoughts about it, but I was glad to finally see another 1999 movie. I, I often say that I think 1999 is the best year for movies ever. Um, I don't, I wouldn't add this to that list, <laughs> but I'm always looking for a 1999 movie that I have not gotten around to see. Um, and, uh, 
the last the last little note I have here because I already talked about well um, the other note that I haven't talked about is I is investing. I don't think that's something that we've talked about on the podcast. Uh, you talked before. you've talked about it a, a little bit. Did I talk about it before? Yeah, about okay. how you want you you wanted to invest. Uh, you talked about I think actually last last episode or you wanted to oh. talk about how you invest in stuff and uh, I think I've talked about Robin Hood and uh, using that to invest in stocks and stuff and because cause, yeah, I remember uh, you talked about it and Jeremy built the Tableau thing for you. That's right. That's right. Jesus. And, um, you'd think with having nothing to do, I wouldn't have trouble keeping up with what we've, what we've talked about but apparently that's it takes all of a month. Well, I mean, have you decided what you want to invest in? Oh, see, I couldn't. At this point, I was like, "Did I talk about what I?" The, um, so yeah, I finally, because yeah, I put I put some money into TD Ameritrade. I think the last time we talked about it, I was like, "I'm not sure what to invest in," but I ended up investing in a mutual fund. Um, some of the money that would have been like probably early or mid April, um. And that thing is doing great. That's like I've gained like like ten percent on that thing, which is ridiculous because it's it's uh it's one of those like uh, it's one one of those that invests in the S and P five hundred. So it's the top performing, um, or like the top what is it uh, the the companies with the most assets or the most you know total valuation, the top five hundred most valued country com- companies. I don't know something like that. Um, and apparently that's doing great, I guess, because it's like Amazon and Walmart heavy <laughs> um, and Apple and all the tech companies that are, you know, seem to be doing OK during during this work from home to period. Um, I, I did go ahead and put some money into Southwest Airlines because I saw a thing that said that, like, they're the only airline that actually came out of uh, the 2008 financial crisis without having to like declare bankruptcy or, or whatever it is when, when companies declare their shares as worthless or whatever it is. Um, I mean, obviously many of those companies did not survive, but I saw basically I read it in investing post that was like, yeah, uh, you would have lost money even, even buying low uh, in all the airlines except for uh, Southwest now, the other thing that people were saying on that subreddit is that you should never, ever invest in airlines. <laughs> like there's all these like funny phrases about how airlines are always a bad deal. But um, it, I don't know. I, I feel like Southwest was so low. It's one of the companies oh, I, that seems to be run the most. I, I, I mean, I don't to, understand that logic. You know, I, like, I, I mean, I, somebody has to invest in them. Otherwise, they don't have investors. I mean, like and. Airlines, we need airplanes. I'm sorry, but uh, people need to get from point A to point B, and not everybody's going. It's not the 1950s where we're going to drive cross country yeah, or whatever. I don't. I, I mean, I think the, the the point maybe is that like I don't to roll the dice of who's going to be. Yeah, on top like again? they're so um, volatile. Maybe is the issue. I don't know. Um, but I, I, that's the only stock, like actual stock, that I've bought, and I, I only put uh, ten. Excuse me, I've got the fucking hiccups now. Mm, I've ten dollars. No, ten, ten percent of the amount of money that I put into TD Ameritrade is what I put towards them, um, and that has not done 
well for me at all. In fact, I was like off, <laughs> I was off 10%. Sure. You shouldn't put one. money in there. Yeah. Airplane, airplane, well, the funny thing is, is that yeah. they've bounced back today uh, or this week and like TD Ameritrade will show you what your investment return has been on a, on a, a position. And I'm, I'm, I was at like a loss of, you know, 10% on that investment, but now it's at like a loss of 2%. And I'm like, should I sell? Should I just get out while I can? <laughs> I don't know. You know, investing in, has brought an all new thing to look at every day and, and agonize over. The other thing I did is I put um, money into Bitcoin uh, prior to the having my brother-in-law was sending, sending me some stuff. And I, I, I did some reading he up and you. I just, you hyped you. You know, it was one of those things where FOMO. Um, FOMO. a little bit of FOMO for sure, but it's kind of one of those things. I didn't put any amount of money into it that I would, that would like ruin me or even make, or even put a giant dent into my savings or anything. If I lose it, you know what I mean? Like I put a significant amount of money into it. Um, and, and you know, well, um, I didn't just put like $10 in is, is my point you know, some insignificant amount. So we'll see. I'm going to, sh- I'm just going to leave it for hopefully like many years is, is the idea. Um, and we'll see that that has gone up like 13%. So that's, that's nice. It's always nice to see the number going up, even if I don't plan on taking it out anytime soon. But um, I was curious what, what you're, are you still invested and some things. Oh God, I haven't even. Ch- I don't even check on it, honestly. Let's see. Hey, you know, honestly, like if you didn't plan on taking it out until we pull out of this, like if you're, because that's the idea for me. Like, I'm planning on everything Ooh. I've got, leaving nice. leaving it in until the economy is like back up to speed at at the soonest. So Man, let me. I really okay, shouldn't I'll, I'll, be looking at it. <laughs> it's like they say, don't look at your four hundred one k. Yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you what my year has looked like. Oh here, boy! Here we go. So it's been it's been quite the roller coaster <laughs> there of uh, investment there. So uh, yeah, it looks like um, my peak. So like I had had about how much do I have in here? I have like I think I have about. 1600 tied up in this and i am currently at 2044 50 um is that you put 1600 in and that 1600 is now it yeah the 1600 has become 2044.50. so let's see in july i was around 1400 then i hit like a really low point at 1300 in october and then f- between October all the way to January, January 15th, I peaked at 2218. Mm-hmm. You should have uh, saw man. You should have seen. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then like, oh my God, March 16th, I was at, let's see, 1118. And then I haven't paid any attention to it. And apparently in the past, month on may 14th to may 15th man it just something happened 
<laughs> yeah, something happened. May from May fourteenth, May fourteenth, I had fourteen eighty. On May fifteenth, I had two thousand eighty four. Jesus. Yeah, I don't know what happened that day. Are you and and is your is this a diversification? Is this amongst multiple straight up stocks? Yeah, I have I have tons of stocks. I have. Okay. Uh, I'm in. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. I'm investing eighteen stocks. Okay. Uh, but like I jump in on some dumb shit. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, well, like I'll, I'll see a stock and like, if it's under a dollar, yeah. like I'm like, yeah, I'll buy a hundred shares of that shit. <laughs> Why not? I'm willing to gamble. I mean like, right. cause I, I, I essentially look at it as like, would I go to a casino and bet a hundred dollars? You know? Yeah. Cause this at least it's never, I mean, unless right. it's. Yeah, like you're not going to miss a hundred dollars yeah. ultimately. Yeah, like I'm willing to lose it. Right, and uh, and you're not like, but, it's not like you're taking ten thousand dollars and then investing in a hundred different stocks. Like that would be a lot of money to be quote unquote throwing away. Although yeah. if you did that, and one of those hit, that's that's like well, that's like buying a hundred lottery tickets instead of one. That's just smart business. <laughs> well, like I've been buying into like I've been buying a lot into pharmaceuticals. Ah, okay. Like, because of the uh, virus? No, no, no. Just because like it seemed like when I was doing research and stuff, I would look and I would see like a lot of pharmaceutical companies would be profitable because they would eventually come out with something yeah. that would be worth something and it would do something for the society and then it would be profitable. And so like uh, this stock here. Um, I invested in, it looked like I bought at $1.99 a share, I bought 140 shares. It is currently at five sixty a share. Ooh. So that's probably where I got like a lot of my money at. And this, uh, here's another one here. This is, the problem oh. is that like, when to sell? Because like, yeah. that's awesome, but that's still money that you don't actually have. And that, that, that company could still collapse. You know what I mean? Yeah, so here's another pharmaceutical. I bought in at eighty seven nine nine cents. So it was under a dollar, so it was like going to the tens, hundreds, thousands, ten thousandths of the of the decimal there. Yeah. So point eight seven nine nine. I bought it for point eight seven. I bought a hundred shares of it. I was like, you know what? I'll gamble eighty seven dollars ninety nine cents on this. Yeah. I should have gambled. Apparently it's now five forty seven. <laughs> you know, honestly, like, and this was, this was why I asked Jeremy for that chart, because I feel like I would, the problem with stocks and all that is like, when do you buy and when do you sell? It's easy to look at a stock's performance and say, man, if I had bought on exactly March mm-hmm. 22 and I had sold on exactly May 11th, I would have made blah, blah, blah. But like, that's total hindsight. You don't know that it was going to be its lowest on March 11th or whatever I said. It could have completely bottomed out from there. And you don't know that that was going to be the highest. When you're riding it, like you are right now, you're like, shit, I'm going to ride this fucking stock all the way up to $20 a share or whatever. You know, to me, I probably would have sold that already. 
because you have made 500%. <laughs> well, that's the thing is I don't check it. Right. You know, well, you're looking I, at I just, it right now, Matt, put your, get your fucking 500 or $1,000 out and go looking for the next dollar or less share. <laughs> uh, well, I tell you what, um, my peer one imports stock. Not so uh, great. It's not. Yeah, they just filed. They're just closing all their stores. They're basically going out. Oh, really? I didn't. Uh, I had no idea. No, uh, uh, the coronavirus. They were already filing for bankruptcy. Ooh, yeah. Uh, and then on top of the coronavirus and everything, it just has wiped them out. So wow, because they were, they were at like, let's see, where did I buy them at? Let's see. It looks like they've lost forty-one uh, percent on their stock just today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, what did I buy them out? Let's see. Pier one. 540 shares. Uh-huh. I don't even I don't even know what I paid for it because it has apparently uh reconciled it's so instead of they did the reverse of splitting, they combined their stuff. So like I only own one share of it now. Um so I couldn't even tell you how many how many shares I had bought, but yeah. Not even worth eight, eight and a half cents. That's what it's worth right now. Ooh, that much, huh? <laughs> you got to wonder, like, seriously, like, how can it be worth anything after they're like, you know what? We're closing it down. <laughs> I wonder if, let me see if I can look at my history here. Let's see. Mm, transfers, no. Purchases. Where do you look, look at purchases? Ah, well. No, but I mean, like, that's the thing is, like, I just don't want to worry about shit, you know? So I try to just, like, whatever. That's that's sitting there doing its thing. Because, yeah, Windstream, mm-mm. Pure One, mm-mm. I've got a lot of failures, man. Let me tell you. And it's important to be aware of that. Like, I thought, I thought oh, I'll invest in Aquan. They seem fairly cheap. Aquan. Why do I, I why bought, does that sound familiar and yet I suddenly don't know what the fuck that is? It's real estate stuff. Aquan. Aquan? They do Spell loans. that. O C W E N. Huh. I don't know why that, like that's a, so weird. Uh it's a finance um hmm. mortgage loans. They do mortgage loans. Okay. Oh, O C. What the fuck? I, my brain was trying to make it start with A, and it was completely throwing me off. Oh my god! I, like I said, like I, I was like, I know that, but I don't know that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Aquan. So I, because yeah. they were, at, uh, I bought in a dollar eighty nine mm-hmm. on them. Yeah, they're at sixty three point eight. Well, I'll tell you what, Matt, you let that shit ride. That's one thing you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's one of those things where you're like, do I go further in? <laughs> You know, good money after bad. I mean, like, well, because you're like, oh, it's It's dropping even more. Well, the problem, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what stocks do. Again, like, I'm still new to this. So, like, if a company, like a big bank, like Aquin, uh, uh, files bankruptcy, and then the government goes, "You're too big to fail. We're going to infuse you with money." Does like 
does at some point Your stock goes up during right like or does the stock fail and then the government comes in and bails them out and they're completely restructured and then nobody none of the stockholders get anything i don't know well stock i i would think the stock value is always dependent upon just the interest of the company i don't think right like a value of a stock is relevant to the interest of the people, right? Does that make uh, sense? Right. Like it's it's whatever people are willing to buy and sell it at at the moment, right? Yeah. So if if they saw an influx of, of money coming in from the government to bail them out, then that would sh- – should lift up stock sales because people would buy into it knowing that the company was safe Yeah, to make profit. I just, so, I don't uh, know. Like, does the company fail? Does it like, does it ultimately fail and then it's restructured? So because you own part of the company, like your stock fails at that. I don't, I don't know. Again, like, I don't think, I mean, I wouldn't think anything would happen to the stock hmm. outside of prices dropping. And I mean, it may because it wouldn't, the, I don't think the government would ever ask for stock in exchange for the loan or whatever, you know, for the bailout. So I don't think it would affect the stock shares. And I don't know, man. I, you'd have to go look at the car companies. Right. Yeah. To yeah, see what right. happened in 2000 and the mortgage. GMAC, I think. Um, but, anyways, yeah, I mean, but I don't check that shit. I don't even, I don't even have, when was the last time you looked at your 401k? Not since uh, the day that they were like, don't look at your 401k. You know, the day that the stocks <laughs> plummeted and I was like, you know what? I can take it. And I went and looked at it. And yeah, I was down. But like, again, like kind of tying back to what I was saying about being happy-go-lucky. I'm like, I'm also the kind of person that I never am worried about flying simply based on the numbers of flights that take off and land safely every day. So knowing that we're all in the same shitty boat and knowing that, uh, well, we're not I don't, all. Only about a hundred people are in that same shitty boat with you. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait. On that plane, on that plane with you, we're not all in that same shitty. I was referring to the analogy of on the uh, oh, flying okay. airplanes. So well, like, yeah, but it's a very big plane that. that carries like three hundred million people or more. <laughs> um, but yeah, and and also being lucky. Like ultimately, no one should be concerned about their four hundred one k unless either a they think that the entire economy is going to collapse, in which case the 401k is the last thing you need to worry about. Um, or B, you're trying to retire in the next few years. And hopefully I'm not trying. Well, I would like to be trying to retire in the next five years, <laughs> but that's not happening. So <laughs> um, I'm not, you know, like whatever. Although now you got me wondering, I'm going to go look at it. Um, but yeah, just, uh, it, it, it's, it's nice to finally be investing in stuff. And just like, especially right now, I'm very, again, privileged to even have, like, there's a lot of people, like we both have a job. That's something to be grateful for at this point. Oh yeah. Um, And, and also for me to, you know, have enough money to even be doing this right now. I'm, I'm part of the filthy capitalist class that is going to be able to I'm swoop in and invest when everything is cheap. Very privileged. I mean, and that's what's crazy is like when I grew up, um, <clears throat> I don't remember who I was talking to, but I was, we were, I was talking, oh, I think it was just based on like our conversation that I, or the joke that I was making with 
uh, Scott and you guys in text about Gen Con and stuff about like, um, he was talking about how, you know, not paying for parking every day and not eating out every day mm-hmm. saves them, saves them a lot of money. And I was, you know, it's thinking like how, when I was growing up, I thought my mom bringing home, you know, I don't know, maybe $15 an hour, $13, you know, something that was like back in the nineties was, I was like, ah, that's a lot of money, you know, like, or, but, but for a single mom, right. With a teenage kid that wants like needs clothing and wants like cool stuff and all this kind of shit. And like, I was, I was, I wasn't thinking I was anywhere remotely close to privilege when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like I thought I was in like, that Roseanne uh, setting of like my parents were struggling. Right. Uh, I was able to get food on the table and stuff, but and right. some things every now and then, but not, I wasn't, you know, I, I don't know. I just, it's weird to think like how in, in your own world, you feel like you're in a position, but when you outside looking in, you're like, I was way better off. Yeah. Like, I I was not even remotely close uh, to like being in poverty or like super duper poor or whatever. I was I was I was I wasn't you know fantastically great, but I was I was definitely in that median mm-hmm. there. Well, yeah, and and even, and I, I'll give you the other example because like something I didn't realize until I was an adult was that um my parents, you know, they both had solid paying jobs, but as they worked their way up, like my dad worked his way up to being a supervisor and my mom worked up to being a team lead and just like, you know, obviously also being blessed effectively to have started working at, um, Southwestern bell, the, the old and, and back before when it was even bigger before they had to break it up and just like, having that job and continuous raises throughout the years and like really great healthcare being part of a u- being part of unions. Um, and so, and also like my mom being incredibly good with finances. So I, you know, looking back, I realized that we had a perfectly fine house, uh, when I was, a, when I was a little kid and, and then we, you know, they were able to build, uh, a house in 93 and it was, it was like a pretty nice house and realizing like, Oh, it's because like they started out where they were. My mom was good with finances. We didn't blow money. She didn't, you know, buy stuff that we didn't need. My dad wasn't blowing money on God knows what, you know, and, and they were able to um, retire as my mom likes to say, as, as a, a, a as a millionaire basically, because that's how much they had a total in their retirement funds between the two of them, um, by the end. So yeah, even my perspective, it's, it's, it is funny the way that like you, you don't recognize those kinds of things when you're a kid. Um, you just know that you're not rich. (laughs) Yeah. You're not Richie, Richie, you're not Richie rich. Exactly. Speaking of Richie Rich, so my sister uh, found an old picture. My mom was rooting through some pictures, and so she found an old picture that I I don't think either of us had ever seen before. And it was when I was probably like nine or eight. Yeah, probably eight, and she would have been um, uh, 12 or 13. 
and you can see me reading a comic book and she's like what comic book were you reading do you know what it would have been you can't really because like you can't really the resolution isn't good enough to see what it was and i was like i, I mean it could have been like a donald duck because i didn't really read comics and then i was like oh you know what it's probably a richie rich comic <laughs> yeah. and she was like yeah. no no you know like she didn't want it to be like richie rich <laughs> and i was like yeah <laughs> I mean, I it's def- a fantasy, right? I know, right? but that's that. That was the like, and in retrospect, that's the Capitals' bullshit that they sold us, right? Like, silver spoons, um, the toy with uh, 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 fuck Richard Pryor. Remember that movie, mm-hmm. the fucking trust fund kid that like he just wanted like a black man to play with, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was all stuff that we, you know, we aspired to. I wanted to have a train that went through my house and a fucking arcade machine in the house. Blank check. Blank check was a good nineties yeah, check. Yep. Kids movie. Was that Macaulay? No, I was about to say that was that Macaulay Culkin, but he, no. he played in the Richie rich movie. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyways, all right. <clears throat> Moving on to my stuff. Uh, finished up with star Trek next generation. Really good stuff. Oh, watched uh, re rewatched through all of that, huh? Yeah. Wow. Through all seven seasons. Really good stuff. I love it. Um, Have I you... think. Go ahead. I think the show does lose a little bit of luster when Wesley goes off. Mm. And then I really don't like how they how they wrote out his character in that show mm. afterwards. Like, because he ends up. Um, he ends up coming back for an episode uh, after he's been to the academy and stuff, and he just gets this piss poor attitude and stuff, which is a dir- it's it's it just it's off character for him. Mm. Like the whole like three, I think three seasons where he's or four seasons where he's all around and everything, he's he's just helping out. He's like a Picard's like really you know thinking highly of him makes him an ensign right, like a, like a, like a son like, that he didn't ever have yeah and like and all all he wants to do he doesn't and towards the end of like the third or fourth season or whatever he's going to go off to the academy but he's how, having like these conflicting emotions you know because he's he's been here and he's been helping Jordy and he's been helping all these situations and stuff and he's been being able to like helm helm in the bridge you know drive the ship around or whatever. And, um, and he's like, ah, you know, you can see he's having like these conflicting thoughts about like whether or not he wants to go to the Academy or not, but he's always wanted to go to the Academy. And then, so like, in like season six or season seven, he comes back for an episode and he just has like this piss poor attitude about like, he doesn't like the Academy. And, um, basically the episode is all about, uh, there's a, treaty being signed or something with the Cardassians and the Cardassians. Yes. The Cardassians. And they want, basically there's a planet where <laughs> this is so fucking like, it's, I don't know. They just like had to throw it in there, but it's like basically the native Americans have relocated to this planet and have been there for like 20 years or something like that. And so, but, that planet lines up with the Cardassian side of the border on this treaty. And so they want to relocate these Indians. And so like, Oh shit. Uh, well, you know, in American history, uh, 
so many years ago, we, we did that to the Americans. So it looks, I mean, to the American Indians. So it looks pretty bad that we do it to them now. And, um, so basically Wesley Crusher, uh, goes down to the planet and meets this one Indian that says, he's, I've been waiting for you to come along, blah, blah, blah. And like gives him a vision quest thing or something. And it's basically, it turns out to be like this guy called the traveler, uh, who saw that Wesley could had great potential and could do all these great things and stuff. And hmm. he wanted to like, and so basically Wesley Crusher leaves the Academy to go with this traveler guy. Huh? And that's it. That's, that's what I, I mean. Like <laughs> that's Wesley's story. That's, and he's like, yeah, I'm just, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go with him and he's going to teach me some stuff and show me the world or show me the universe. Cause like this traveler guy can like go through like sub dimensions and shit and something. And like, oh, he's course. basically kind of, Basically, Doctor like, Who shit. Basically, shows like Wesley Crusher, like he has the potential to do that. Huh. And um, but yeah, I just didn't like. I mean, I like I like it and everything. Uh, I, I watched Insurrection because that's currently the only one that's the the movie. Uh, that's currently the only Star Trek Next Generation movie that's available on Amazon for free huh. through Prime. Um, but so I start. I watched Picard and I finished Picard. Um, and they, they ref, they were referencing stuff at the beginning of Picard. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck I have. No, I, I, I mean, they keep referencing this. And like, I was talking with some, I, I was, I was uh, talking with somebody and they were like, oh, that's in the, that was in the last movie. And I was like, I don't remember a damn thing about this last movie. I guess. <laughs> like, like I was just all like, was I don't remember this. Um, it was, I think it is Nemesis. Oh. So it goes, I think it goes first contact. I got it pulled up. No, it's, it's Generations. Oh, then first contact. Then first contact, yeah. Then Insurrection, then Nemesis? Correct. Yeah. Also, wow. They were cranking these things out. Uh, Generations was 94. First contact was 96. Insurrection was 98, so just two years between. Like, that's that's basically one after another. Um, and then Nemesis was four years after the last, uh, after Insurrection. And then, uh, but yeah, Picard's good. I recommend it. I don't, I'm not going to say it's great, like, as much as it's been praised, as I've seen, mm-hmm. or as much as people have told me. I mean, it's, it's good. Um, I just wish I just, I, I was telling, uh, I was telling somebody that I wish they would have just made it so that each person from next generation had their, oh, like a one shot season. So like there's a La Forge and there's a Wharf and there's a Riker and there's a Troy and you know, all these, I wish all these people from the next generation, we just get one shot seasons. Yeah. Um, because I don't feel like, especially with, you know, Patrick Stewart's getting up there. Mm. You know, I mean, if you, yeah, he's, he's looked like he's 65 for about 40 years now. Yeah. But not now. Now he definitely looks like he's like 75, 80. Yeah. Uh, and also I, I, uh, the the last episode of season seven of Star Trek: The Next Generation, 
It's a, I think it's a two part episode involving um, Q and it has Picard jumping across different times. So like he'll envision himself when he first joined the enterprise and then he'll jump to where uh, current timeline and then he'll jump to himself in the future when he's like, you know, 80 years old or something. And I'd really hope that Picard was going to pick up like actually like it, it takes just a tad bit of that because he's like, he's doing the same activity he was doing in that last season when they jumped into the future. Yeah. But he doesn't, he doesn't look the same. He doesn't have like in the, in the last episode of that, he had a beard. Mm. He didn't, he didn't, he obviously doesn't grow a beard in this one. And I don't know. I just wish some things would have lined up with that to like make connections to that last episode. Yeah. But whatever. Um, I watched uh, season four and season five of the show Ballers. It's on Hulu. It's a HBO. It's basically, I'll just, I'll just sum it up. It's entourage for sports. Ah, uh, okay. So entourage. Oh, is, is that the movie show stars. with the rock rock? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he plays a, it's, he's or, an agent? Or you could say, yeah, he's a sports agent. You could basically say it's Jerry Maguire, the series. I don't know. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> there. Okay. Um, but it's just, you know, and I, it was good. It's a drama. It's, uh, I enjoy it just as much as I enjoyed Entourage. So, I mean, if you like Entourage, if you enjoy Entourage, go ahead and watch Ballers. It's the same fucking thing. <laughs> uh, Who else is on that show that, like, a normal, like, uh, the comedian? I really like him. I really like him. Um, is it with the Z? Why do I want to say it's with swim, the Z? Adult Swim stuff. Uh, he did Hot Tub Time Machine. Uh, you would know him obviously if you saw him. But he he, he does does a lot of comedy stuff. Wow, the cast is so many people I don't recognize. Really? Yeah. Brother from Wings is in that. Really. The the one that wasn't the the crazier one, <laughs> I guess I would say. Oh, uh, the, 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 the womanizer. Yeah. Uh, but who, let's see, uh, ballers. Um, Rob Cordry is the comedic, uh, comedic actor I was talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah, I recognize that guy. He's always like a a side character, like a goofy side character. Oh, Delay Hill. But uh, I yeah, like I said, if you like Entourage, you'll like it. <clears throat> um, I finished Upload. I uh, watched it. Never. Uh, well, remind me of what that is. Uh, it just come out just like maybe a month ago. It's an Amazon Prime uh, series about basically. Uh, them creating a digital afterlife so you can oh, upload your oh. consciousness. Yeah. It's from the, into, uh, is that, wait, hmm. is it a comedy or mm, I wouldn't no, no, huh. I wouldn't say it's a comedy. I would say it's a, just a drama. I mean, it's like, it's not, it's not, comedic satire just... google calls sure. it a satire okay 
Yeah, yeah I heard good just, things about this. I'd like to watch it. It's good. It's good. You ever watched The Expanse? Um, I watched the first episode, first season mm-hmm. of it. And I don't know why I didn't pick pick up back more with it. I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I think the overall plot, I think I was going to be like, ah, oh, man, it's just going to take forever. Develop. I just one of those. I think I was like, it's gonna be one of those shows where they're just gonna kind of drag it out, and there's gonna be like a lot of switching back and forth because it's all about uh, Earth people and Mars people and um, outer rim people, people that like apparently farm media uh, like uh, minerals out of shit. So they're like they're kind of like the thought of as like the peasant people, I guess. Hmm. So you have Mars colonists, you have Earth Earthers, and you have these outer rim people that work and farm and or not farm, but yeah, they mine uh, stuff out there. Um, but it was it seemed like it was going to be a very uh, class based drama about the three factions, and I don't know. It, it has a Punisher in it. Which one? <laughs> Newest Punisher, John Bergdahl? No. Uh, Thomas Jane. The other guy. Thomas Jane. Yeah, okay. Thomas Jane. It's Thomas Jane in it. Um, the least Punisher guy, because uh, I think he was only in the like eight-minute short. I liked, I liked it was, his Punisher. It was great. It was great. I mean, it was simple. Well, yeah, there wasn't the, a lot no. going on, but. Huh? You talking about the movie? Wait, was he in the movie? He was in the first movie. Oh, oh, that's right. Or, I guess I should say he was in the second movie because the first movie was Dolph Lundgren. He was all right. Right. Dolph Lundgren was okay. Right. And did Timothy Oliphant play? No. Timothy Oliphant. Did he play a bad guy? In that Punisher Warzone movie? Maybe. No. No. I don't think Timothy Oliphant's ever touched it. I might be mixing that up with a uh, hitman. I don't know why. Yeah, probably hitman. He was definitely hitman. Well, I mean, they both killed people. <laughs> True. Truer words. Um, I recommend. Uh, I tweeted out a a video of a YouTube uh, that I had watched about uh, Gwenpool. I don't even know how I come across. Uh, let me tell you, man. YouTube. I've been spending time on YouTube and just going down rabbit holes, my man. Yeah. I noticed you tweeted a couple uh comic book. It's like, it's just like, it's just, well, it's just like, I'll it'll show up in my recommendation. I'll be like, ah, let's check this out. I don't know who the fuck Susie Lou is. Was that a, but I know a lot more about her than I need to know. Is that a comic book character? No, oh. it has nothing to do. This is like YouTube drama shit. Oh God, yeah. That I went down a rabbit hole with. Mm. Apparently, it's some some girl that had done like, uh, she was basically doing, um, meth reaction video to like Naruto and other animes and stuff. But she was like f- showing the full episode. Huh. Like down in the lower right corner, just slightly faded out. And basically her reactions were just like minuscule and like far and in between. Uh, and was only like 
18% of the actual video or something like that. Like people were doing like actual like stat tracking and shit and like, yeah. And they were trying, it was a big argument about fair use and all this kind oh, of stuff. Okay. Yeah. And there's what happens. Mm-hmm. What happened was there's just like a lot of toxic, you know, I mean, that's the society we've built now with internet mm-hmm. It's just toxicity. Uh, and so like, because people can behind, hide behind anonymity, they just attack people just viciously. Mm. Uh, yeah. And and like so, like you'll have these people that are actually doing reporting on the on the issue, and then so you'll have these people that are toxic that will latch onto that and just you know harass and verbally assault people and just you know whatever. And that's that's the society we've built now with YouTube and. Well, just anything where you can leave comments uh, in regards to certain things. So it's it's been like it's caused a lot of drama, apparently. But anyways, it's way more than I should have fucking known. I shouldn't <laughs> even have watched any of this shit. Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, I don't even know how I fell into this rabbit hole. I, 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 I get whiffs of that off Reddit because, um, you know, they have a younger audience on a, in a lot of areas. So you see... There's there's drama between YouTube people, between Instagram people. Um, there's a whole like uh, makeup YouTube area of of people with with drama. There's uh, yeah. now there are inst uh, TikTok stars because I, I I still tend to look at Twitter trends just because it's where you just get a lot of them news from but in amongst that you'll see names and you'll be like i've never heard of this person you click on it like yesterday there was some there's some tiktok girl who's i guess she's the most popular american tiktok person um and there i don't know even know what the news was i think she like just revealed a new look or something and i was like oh you know i immediately closed it because i was like i don't you know what i don't i don't don't care Um, (laughs) good, good for her um so I guess I guess TikTok is going to be the next place where we're going to see stars, you know, like the the YouTube stars that that got really popular because it is it is fun to watch as an adult the the things that kids get into and then abandon and just watching you know things surge and then die off. Like I know YouTube is still fairly popular, but it feels like two or three years ago it was the place for for kids to find God role models or whatever they're watching. Um, and now it feels like it's TikTok, Um, and so we'll see TikTok for two or three years and it will fall by the wayside. Well, I mean, how long, I mean, Vine never got super popular, right? No, it didn't, I mean, which is always weird to me. I don't know if the world was exactly, is, right? I don't know if the world was not ready at the time. Um, uh, I and and yeah, I don't. I don't, so when TikTok got really popular, I was like, but I mean, I'm sure. Like, if we could have had Jennifer on here, not that she was a heavy Vine user, so she wouldn't. I don't even know if she even knew what Vine was. Um, I don't. She wouldn't be able to speak to that, but she could. Um, I've I've listened to her and her sister talk about the way TikTok works, and I think that they, the the reason TikTok has succeeded where Vine wasn't is just it's just like a constant flow of new videos and it well, learns your habits the way you yeah, like and save things and so it was an algorithm right like i don't think brian had an algorithm i think you just yeah like, i don't think it did so i think that was like the next step that got tiktok to take off the roof and and you know to i, I, I haven't enjoyed 
a whole lot of TikTok content. The way I see it is if it's, if it's, good enough i'm gonna see it on reddit or i'm gonna see it on twitter um otherwise <laughs> i, I don't want to just avoid it i'm oh like I'm, even I'm if someone like, posts a tiktok you're like no. it's like almost like a boycott yeah, yeah well, okay. like, <laughs> i see jennifer tweet about it and i'm like i'm not clicking on that fucking link <laughs> why not fucking tiktok shit out of my i don't want your tiktok shit why they're, they're so short like it doesn't even because i'm like vine damn it you killed <laughs> off vine i don't know i don't care about vine either really but All right it's just it's just the fact that we replace one thing with another and it's the same day and like people are all about this and I, I I swear I heard something about TikTok. Like it was like it's a like it was China based or something. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Something well, just what you probably like, heard is that it came uh, from China. Like it is it is owned by a Chinese company and any company that is owned by that comes from China is you know has if nothing if nothing else it has question marks about you know, know the play data. Arknights like crazy. Was it Arknights? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but well, I don't feel like they're going to get much out of me from playing Arknights. Whereas if I go to TikTok, they'll learn my habits. Uh, they every time you log into your stock app, they're probably like getting your stock information. <laughs> they It's probably like pulling all kinds of other shit from me. <laughs> um, all right. So, anyways, back to what I was talking about, Gwenpool. Uh, so anyways, I stumbled across this Gwenpool thing. I was like, oh, re-. I thought it was like going to be like, I honestly thought it was Gwen Stacy turned into like a Deadpool thing or something. I don't even know, but her name was actually Isn't that, Gwenpool. I mean, that's not exactly it, but it is. Uh, is it not Gwen Stacy from a different universe? Not that I'm not that I'm aware of. Her actual name is Gwenpool. Because I, I did mean. start I that. Know, I, I started the video that you linked. Um, yeah. And apparently the character was just like on a cover but people responded so positively that they were like, ah, we'll throw a story at her. And then people responded yeah. to that. And then it took off from there. I didn't watch a lot of that video. Once I realized that it was just the guy doing like an audiobook version of the comic, yeah. which like, I can appreciate that, but for not whatever... an audio book because he actually shows it. They show. Well, the yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Like, which is like, well, it's, it's a narration of a comic. Basically. Again, like I'm surprised he's able to do that. I guess Marvel has decided well, they, that hey, they remove the this they remove all the text all right so oh word, okay. empty word i noticed bubbles. that actually i now that you pointed out which is really fucking weird but clearly is indicative of of, of some like loophole yeah some copyright thing yeah because maybe the text is copyright but not the imagery i don't That's, fucking I, get that probably but anyways, was, anyway pray continue uh, i mean yeah it's, i thought it was interesting like this is a great i mean like if you you want to like listen or have somebody tell you a story. This would be a good way to get it because it's, it's free. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you like the but personality. I mean, I mean, the guy was yeah, definitely animated. I, I just, yeah. And I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, you know, and then I watched, uh, I watched some other stuff. I can't remember exactly what I watched, but, yeah, it's just interesting to like know that the the it's interesting to just stumble across stuff that's out there. Yeah, there and, like you're like oh. there is a um a channel I found a few months ago, and all the guy does is like he takes a comic book character and then he does an explainer video and basically like talks about when they first appeared and origins. Sort of like if you think about like the way a Wikipedia article might read for a character, he kind of does that. Um, and it was oh flash 
It was, oh yeah. No, please talk about Flash because I was very surprised to see your tweet that was basically DC Comics suck ass or whatever you said. And I was like, whoa, this guy loves Superman. It's because of how much fucking shit rewrites they do. Yeah. Like, it is it is just ridiculous. Like, I, I was looking, it was like, I was watching this Flash thing, and it was like a six, I guess a six-part episode or, or six-issue series about the Flash. And, like, Barry Allen's character, no, was it, no, it's Wally, Wally West. It was Wally West. Um, he, like, apparently at one point went into the future, killed himself, brought his body back to planet so he could have an alibi for not doing something else. Huh? I don't like, he like, I don't, he went crazy apparently or something or like he lost control or something happened and like, and then he locked himself up into like this prison and ended up getting busted out by some guy. Uh, and then basically the flash, uh, had built this universe. He had like caused this sh- darkness shit to happen in all these multiverses or something. He, so he had to go through and like stop all that from happening and the only way you could do that ultimately was by setting in this fucking magical chair thing that has all the knowledge. Apparently, more Mo- Mobius. Or, I, I want to. Say, it's not Morbius because that's the vampire guy from fucking Marvel. Yeah, but Morpheus. It was and Mo- Mo- it wasn't Morpheus because that's the guy that's in fucking Matrix. And it's not but Mephisto it like because that's Mo- the Marvel. Mobius? I think it's Mobius. It's probably Mobius because Mobius Strip is a thing, so they probably named a character after Mobius because why so not? It's, it's, but it, it's not a chair. It's a chair. Oh, it's I'm just sorry. a fucking chair, of, like a chair of knowledge or some shit like oh, that. Oh, okay. And it, I think it made an appearance in last season of Flash. The, Anyways, the CW show. Yeah. And so apparently, uh, like, just when this person sets in it, they gain all the knowledge of this, like the chair that the chair has ever absorbed and all future knowledge or some shit. Like, I don't know. Like anyways, but apparently like Dr. Manhattan, somehow they tie that into fucking Dr. Manhattan. Oh my God. The chair, like it show, like I went to like, I looked, I had to look it up when he fucking mentions that Dr. Manhattan was involved or some shit. So I like looked it up and I found like where Al man had like, sat in this chair and he was talking with somebody on like the moon or some shit. And then Alman's like, Oh, he's here. And then all of a sudden, like Alman was just like, all you see is blood in the chair. And like, apparently it was like a blue, uh, there was like a blue blast. And that was like Dr. Manhattan killing them all or something. I don't know what the fuck. Like it gets fucking. And that's why I was like, this shit is just fucking ridiculous. Like, and I go and read about, like, I went and read a bit, a bit about it, and they were talking about, like, how, like, yeah, just, it depends on who wants to fucking write. And, like, they just, like, different writers will just do whatever the fuck they want to. And that's why I was like, just DC is just garbage. Like, it's just how many times they've relaunched their fucking shit, the controversy surrounding, like, especially back when, like, they had the controversy with, like, Superman, like, the rights for Superman. Like just pay the fucking money, and like Superman still be the original person that he fucking is. Oh yeah, I remember what you're talking about. 
And they were like, no, well, our Superman's going to just wear a weird ass costume and he can only jump just like the original shit. And like, yeah, no, that's garbage. Just fucking pay <laughs> for the rights. Like, uh, it's just, and the whole 52, like relaunching like 52 times. I don't know what the fuck, how many times they relaunch that shit. Yeah. It's just fed up with like how like crazy and like the biggest news coming out right now is like the main woman that played Batwoman left the series after the first season. Wait, on what? On DC, well, they did a Batwoman show. Oh. And it, it the first season wrapped up just recently. And apparently she's like, I'm done. I'm out. Like, <laughs> wow. But like, How do you apparently, not get her like in the, contract? The viewership dropped from like, I think it, it was like a paltry like 1.8 million people or something, the first episode. And then like 0. 0.7 uh, million people. So like 700,000 people watched the, the, the season finale wow oh it's a spinoff of and the so Flash. yeah it's, it's just it's all related ruby rose okay huh yeah huh weird but like yeah she's just like i'm out and although so, like, honestly you, you know what or... like and and this is probably oh, yeah. because i think so little of these dc cw shows but like i like the idea of a show about a batwoman or any comic book character just, where they just like recast it every season and not not in a oh we're gonna like act like you want like act, a nightfall a what consonant nightfall where Batman had his back broke and then somebody had to fill in for yeah, him yeah kind of yeah like I like, like the idea kind of, of it being a a a a moniker kind of like we'll we'll just say kind of like um the end of Endgame with a. Uh, Spoilers for Endgame, if you actually care enough about the movies and haven't seen it yet somehow, um, Captain America hands the shield off. And so assume, I don't know what Falcon, if he's still going to be the Falcon, or is he Captain Falcon? Falcon America? I don't know. But like, I don't know. Just Falcon America. I like the idea of doing a season with the character and then they kind of like hand off the the character and someone else can, I don't know. It just just a way to keep it. I, I think I just like it because whenever I think about those shows, I think about six seasons of hardly anything happening. <laughs> well, I mean, it's probably if you unfair. Look at her, but well, Google Batwoman and look at the picture of her, and I just thought it looked like garbage. It, honestly, it, I, I appreciate I that they're atrocious. I appreciate that they clearly, because I am looking at it, that they went all in on this shit. <laughs> Well, it's like With the shock her hair of red me, hair. Yeah, <laughs> obviously looks like I think it looks like trash. And like a bad I was wig like, or just just yeah, yeah, just a bad fucking awful wig. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, the coloring of it is just like I don't I just like I just don't like it at all. And I did and, you know, huh. I just did not like it at all. I was all like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like. And I, I just, I mean, I guess I just like, I don't know if she is Barbara in this show, but I just always like that mythos of, of well, Barbara Gordon. Well, there's Batwoman and there's Batgirl. Barbara was always Batgirl, right? Yeah. I, I guess I just, it's, I guess. It's sort of like, it's kind of like Spider-Woman from Marvel has nothing to do with Spider-Man. <laughs> just so weird. 
Doesn't even have the same powers. Has nothing to do with them. <laughs> Here's what yeah, I know. I think Spider Woman is psychic a little bit. Yeah, right? Or... No, she definitely, like, and she throws off, like, psychic, I don't know, attacks of some sort. What were you going to say, though? Uh, Ruby Rose is fucking hot. Oh, yeah? So you hot. Like that? I like it. Well, you like the pixie cut. I do like the pixie cut. She's got a smoldering look to her. I'm into it. Yeah, I just didn't. I just, I just didn't like. I was, I was immediately turned off when I saw like the trailer for that show when it was coming out. I was like, "This is, I, it looks awful to me." Um, the darkest timeline. You mentioned the darkest timeline podcast oh, yeah. to me. Um, I started watching it, and I didn't really like it because they wanted. It was. I I, I don't know. It just. <laughs> They got to an awkward part where, like, uh, Joel McHale. I mean, I know they're friends and everything, right? But Joel McHale was all like, "Did didn't you like?" He was making jokes about like, uh, Ken uh, Jong. Is it right? Is that right? Ken uh, Jong? I think so. Uh, and about like, he was like, "Didn't you like malpractice out of?" out of being a doctor Whoa. or something. And I, was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, what? I know we're joking around and shit, but well, it was just so like, here's okay, the deal. man, let's just, let's it's just... funny if that didn't happen. It's not funny if that's what happened. <laughs> well, well, no, he was, he was just making a joke. Okay. So that's not what uh, actually uh, happened. I don't think it, no, I don't think it actually happened, oh, but okay. the fact that other people could construe it as not a joke yeah, I don't know. We're like just joking about something serious like that. Yeah, like it's a that's a weird angle for a joke. Because that's that's a person's that was a person's legitimate professional mm-hmm. profession profession, and that's still credentials that he holds today, and it's a serious thing. Yeah. Um, I started watching the the podcast, and I was like, oh, I think I'll I'll, I'll I'd rather listen to these. Um, but I didn't I didn't feel like. The chemistry or the flow was particularly good between the two people. Yeah. Like I just yeah. like A, it felt like they had a bad connection or something and weren't able to respond right. to each other like quick wittedly. Um and then it also kind of felt like I mean, I I I assume they're friends, but they don't I don't know. They didn't they didn't have that rapport. Yeah. Um not like us. Not like us, exactly. Um, if I accuse Matt of malpractice, he's just going to laugh and we're going to laugh and it'll be a yeah. good joke. <laughs> yeah. You you had to move to Seattle because you raped and murdered that woman, right? <laughs> it's true, Matt. <laughs> <sighs> uh, the laws are much more lax out here. But at least I helped you bury the body. <laughs> Only true friends. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just didn't. And then I watched, uh, I watched, I watched the, uh, the table read. Yeah. Uh, which I got to say within uh, like the first 30 seconds, I was immediately disappointed because it was just an old episode. Yeah. I didn't watch it either. Once I was like, wait a minute, are they just redoing an episode that exists? Like I will tell you this though. Uh, and I, I, again, I have not watched all of that, but um, apparently they do a long Q and a afterwards. That is like much yeah. better because they're actually uh, talking. I watched yeah, I watched the episode. I haven't watched the Q and A yet, okay. uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was the uh, it was like the last next to last Donald Glover episode. Um, 
So it was it was a good episode and everything. But I mean, I really felt like they really missed an opportunity to do like a reunion mm-hmm. episode. Yes. Like they're all Tableweed? well. I, again, I didn't. I, I, I'm embarrassed to say I didn't finish the season because I did not watch the season after Dan Harmon left, and yeah. I hear that it's not really not great. So the Yahoo season. I never. Yeah, I never. I never came back to it. So I don't know how everything wrapped up. But it, it doesn't make sense for them to all still be going to community college. After however many years, but it would have been perfect if they were like acting like they were getting on Zoom to study or, you know, they never really actually studied. But you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I got you. So, yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting doing like an online class. Yeah. Something? And they could even like I'm waiting for someone to put together a little bit more of a produced um Zoom episode, because I've seen multiples of these at this point. I, there's um, there's one for Monk. They got the cast of Monk back. They did one for The Office. They did one for Parks and Rec. I assume they've well, they've done the Parks and Rec one. Yeah, do that. They did know. one for the the cast of The Goonies, which is cr- fucking crazy. And I mean, they got like everybody that was alive for that Goonies one. Um, uh, I recommend looking that one up. That that's that one's funny. It's uh, Josh Gad, who I've never been like a big fan of, but he's he does a he 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 acts as the guy that that got that one together. Uh, oh, and the Office one is part of John Krasinski's Good News thing that he's oh, doing. Yeah. But anyway, the point is, is like, and I get that like they're all doing this on their own, so it's just them. Um, but I would like to see like Dan Harmon sit down and write an episode of community based on zoom where you could have them like tuning into each other so that instead of everybody on screen at the same time, it's like Abed and Troy call each other and they do some stuff. And then like Troy gets off and calls up, um, I don't know, Allison Bree's character, Annie, and they talk and then like they make reference to what uh, Abed and Troy were talking about, and it's funny. I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not a comedy show writer. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm telling I you, got, this is how they should. I got do the it. idea. I got the loose <laughs> sketch of how it could be. You know, and then I like can storyboard the shit out of this episode. And then you know, then Abed's like, "All right, I gotta go. I gotta call up. Uh, you know, uh, whoever." And you know, he calls some the other next person up, and then they like they build together, and then people are circling around, and like maybe rumors are going around or something because they can't get on the same call. They can even write jokes about a bad Zoom connection. You know, just I'm I'm ready. It's I'm ready. Telephone, but for Zoom. Yeah, I'm ready for the next level. <laughs> uh, I will say that wow. uh, Critical Role, the Critical Role people. Um, are doing what they call narrative telephone and they're doing a thing where uh, a person will get on and tell a, like a three minute story or something, maybe not even that long. And then the next person watches that video and then they retell the story and then the next person watches and retells it. And that's, that's kind of fun. And then they, you know, they all get on afterwards and watch, um, watch the videos together and, you know, make fun of each other, they're, you know, they're friends. So it's, it's a good bit. I wish they would fucking start streaming online games. I, they, they very early on said why they didn't want to do that. And like, you know what? That's totally why? their prerogative. Well, because the, the production of the show, like the show has always been friends getting together around a table. And I, I totally, I totally get that. Um, I do think. I mean, I guess, but I mean, 
the whole point of this thing is to to do it as if the envi- because the, envi- the environment has changed. I, I, mean, I look, I I agree. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get mad at them about it. Um, I'm I'm bummed. I do think that as this goes on, they will come around. It's it feels odd that it's been two months and that hasn't happened yet because like ultimately I'm not fulfilled by narrative telephone. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes about. But yeah, like I'm ready for, I'm ready for an advancement on the zoom reunions <laughs> at this point. And that, that, and they could just, they could just do like alternate, uh, stuff like different, RPG systems. Yeah. Like they totally. Do all of Cthulhu stuff like I don't even, I like they want to put the campaign on hold. Absolutely. All for it. Put the campaign on hold. You can pick right back up, get on zoom and do something different. That's also role-playing. Like there are plenty of streaming role-playing games already where people don't live in the same place. And no, you know, like I don't watch any of those. I'll, I'll straight up be like, it's not as good. It's not what I'm looking for. I want to, I want to watch, I mean, for in my case, like it's it's the people on Critical Role that I like, and like it's it's kind of a for me, it's lightning in a bottle, and it just like I'm it doesn't make me want to seek out anybody else. I like the Critical yeah, Role people. Say, I would say the Critical Role stuff they could do higher quality of it with you know having actually good cameras. Yeah, uh, I think so. Editing. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Not just throw it out there like it is, but well, I mean, like you would cut people people's reactions to certain scenes you know like you said like just like the community thing that you were talking about like with this you would be like you would focus you wouldn't show like you know all eight webcams at the same time while he's but you would show like matt mercer telling the story mm-hmm. and then you would cut to like reactions maybe of people and but they would be good quality cameras yeah i mean you know, there's a, there's I local mean, recordings not streams yeah so it would be well i mean i mean again like they're used. Some of the things they're suggesting are are um, against the way they do things, like utterly. Like they like streaming live. They like the the stream always has everybody on screen at the same time. So I, I get the feeling they probably wouldn't do that. Well, no. What I'm saying is, it would be like us how we're doing it. We're recording all of our stuff together. Oh well, but yeah, you would take or like how I used to do editing where I would take your recording and my recording and we would splice those together. Like it would still, everybody would be still on the same stream, but you would take the local recordings instead of the streamed recording or whatever. So the qualities were hey, better. right on. And ultimately like this is a new environment. I'm totally down for them trying things they haven't done before. Like, yeah, do, do an edited version. Maybe you, you're not live streaming. I, I don't know. Like whatever, just like I can get on a place of, Roll some dice, play some games. Yeah. Um, please. Uh, well, they, they could, they could do the live stream for fans or something, but I mean, I'd, I'd want them to release an edited mm. high quality version on YouTube. Yeah. Where, well, where yeah. And that would, that would totally make sense too, because they, they usually, I mean, they always release like the video of the stream to YouTube a few days later. So like they, yeah, they could, you know, get the, you know, some of the production crew to, take the videos and edit it together and, and release like a higher quality version. Or like you said, just like forego streaming altogether. Spend- it's not like they don't have the fucking money to do it. Well, for sure. Um, and I like, I, where's that animated series coming out by the way? 
I think that it was planned for this fall, but so they did the Kickstarter of like with the main goal of like 12 episodes, I think, or no. I was like super short. Yeah, no, you're right. It was like one or two episodes, maybe one or three. And then like the, you know, the goals were like, Oh, maybe a full season. And so they hit that easily. Plus like all the special episodes. And then, like six months later, they announced that Amazon was going to be um, streaming the series and that they were likely already planning on doing like a season two. So that, you know, that kind of reshaped the scope of everything. So I didn't have to back it and I'll get it for free. Yeah, yes. it's true. Yep. It's true. It's it's a wonderful thing for everyone. Um, what I'm curious about, like, well, anyway, this podcast has gone on so long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm no longer uh, ad-libbing. <laughs> all right, here we go. Um, if I was wanting to open a strip club, I would buy out an old firehouse because then you'd already have two floors worth of poles they can use. <laughs> Plus, you could have them descend out of the ceiling. How awesome would that yeah. be? They could, they could start stripping on the top top floor. And work their way down to the second floor. Yeah, while while spinning around that. Right or if down. they're really talented, start on the bottom floor and work their way up to the top there floor. There you go. Top floor is the VIP seating. <laughs> uh, she might lose her top on the bottom, but she's going to lose the bottom on the top. <laughs> um Do you think anyone had mounted a hammock in their house to use as a bed instead of buying a bed? Like it would save a lot of space. <laughs> Is the idea that you put the hammock away when you get up? No, it's just that, you know, a hammock is like only going to take up maybe like the top part of your bed. I mean, like it's not going to take up much room to hang from the ceiling. True. You know, I mean, cause you would, I was, I was just thinking of it up against a wall. Yeah. Not so much like true, true. where, you know, the other way. You you definitely um, want to have some uh some sturdy rafters to drill <laughs> to drill into. Oh, yeah. Some good some good screws. Oh, I mean, it's holding up a house, man. I mean, come well, on. Well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm just yeah, no, I'm yeah, well, yeah, no. Was uh was in line getting my uh thyroid medicine and I had two people behind me uh and I hear this old lady talking to another old lady. No, wait. An old lady talking to another lady. She wasn't an old lady. Uh, the, the second one wasn't an old lady. Uh, about COVID. And the old lady referenced people wearing masks and said in reference to it, uh, to if it helps, she said, depends on who you ask. What the fuck? No, you dumb bitch. It's a fucking fact that if a person uses a mask, they have less chance to spread the virus. <laughs> and this was in a fucking pharmacy. That she said this like that is such a like, that is such a like I don't want to be political so I'm not going to say what I really think I'm just going to say well it depends on who you ask all right bitch I'm asking like, you what do you think you fucking lunatic <laughs> well no she was being very political with like how ignorant she fucking was yeah uh, oh, with beyond. like she was just telling this person yeah oh, okay. like she was just I don't see the big deal like oh, she was God. just like one of these people um a COVID so. a COVID idiot. Which I mean, let's be honest, Justin. Me and you were kind of COVID idiots in February, right? Oh I mean, my god! Yeah, like we 
we were like, I, yeah, I, I, mean, this I don't remember you it's like, <laughs> tweeting. I actually tweeted about it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, I, I think I tweeted like something like, isn't it just like the flu? Oh, okay. A worse version of the flu? Yeah. Because that's what everybody made it out to be like when it first, or like, well, oh, okay, it's going to be like, you get a little sick and stuff. So and- my thing was, first of all, the local newspaper that I follow was tweeting about this regularly. And the thing is, is at the time, there was nothing I could understand that made it worse than MERS or SARS or, you know, right. whatever else that we had dealt with. I mean, there's a South Park episode where the South, the people of South Park are freaking out. And it turns, and then like at the end, they come in with uh, chicken noodle soup and Sprite because like yeah. it's real, you know, whatever it was, SARS, I think is like, oh, it's actually not that bad. Um, you're okay. You're going to be okay. You're just, it's just the flu, you know? And so I was like, it's just the flu. Right. Mm. And I did, I, you know, obviously at the time I didn't realize what the preponderance of pneumonia like symptoms were and whatnot. So, you know, shame on me, but I may, I, I had a mea culpa moment and retweeted that. <laughs> Like middle March when shit really hit the fan was like, wow, was I wrong about this? <laughs> yeah. But that's the difference, Matt, is we're sitting here going, boy, were we wrong. And there's still dumb assholes like the lady at the pharmacy that's like, it's not that big a deal. Uh, in today's climate, the assholes that don't hold elevators now come off come off as considerate. Mm, true. They're like, hey. I don't, you know, personal space, man. I just want to help you with, you know, keeping six six feet of distance away from you. So here's because like I was, I was, yeah. Oh, go I ahead. was just gonna go say ahead. I'm related to that. I'm hoping that this is the end of the handshake. It's <laughs> like this kills off handshake. It's a, it's a stupid tradition, um, and and for a lot of, in my opinion, for a lot of dudes, it's a macho like dick measuring contest. Is it? Um, I don't like. I just you've never just had like a, a especially I mean, I, I, firm I, I, handshake to show you no, that like just you know. grip with enough pressure to grasp the hand. And, you know, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, well, how they how they grip, grip as hard as you want, buddy. Well, that's the thing. Like, no, break no bones. Don't grip as hard as you want. It's a bunch of bullshit. Like, I don't know. The point is, is like we should not be shaking hands. Shaking anyway. hands. Um, Look, man. If we come to a fucking agreement, you shake my goddamn hand. <laughs> it's spitting it too. Uh, that's what I told her. Uh, in today's climate, the assholes that don't. Oh wait, that, I just read that one. Okay, well, I, oh, I was anyways. I was riding the elevator today, and I was like, um, I was getting in the elevator, and I saw a woman coming towards me, and I was just going to let it close because of the whole six feet, you know, like mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I don't know where to, I don't know how to treat elevators. Right yeah. Now. Like, I, am I supposed to try to make an effort? No, I don't am think I so. Not? I don't think so. And I, I don't want to be, it's like, should I yell out? I don't want to be an asshole, but six feet of distance. So it doesn't make sense for us to be in a confined space. Right. But then, and but then also you don't want to like hold it for her because then she feels obliged. Yeah. Even if she's like, I don't really want to take the elevator with anybody. So, because when I when I'm out, I'm not I I'm, I'm gonna be a, a person. I'm gonna be a person, Justin. I'm not wearing a mask. Oh my god! In because the mask. Well, the mask that uh, yeah. So like a coworker gave me a mask, but when I'm wearing the mask, it fogs up my glasses. Like I can't like when I'm breathing in this mask, like my whole vision is like fogged up and stuff. Okay. And so I was like, I, I just, I don't, I mean, I, and like, it doesn't, yeah, it's not comfortable. And that's I just a, like, that's a shame, Matt. 
I know I'm not infected. <laughs> but you don't. That's the thing. You can be asymptomatic for days. That's the whole that's the whole point. I've been in my house for days. I know I'm not. I mean, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just it also sends a good signal. Like, I think that like, I know it, it helps other it helps normalize it and makes more people think that they should be doing it. But, you know, look, man, look, you're you're just, you're in amongst uh, Arkansans, which are I'm sure yeah. are a lot of people not bothering with it. So I guess I guess, you know, you, you do you, man. I just, I just don't, I, I don't have a, I, I was on my glasses, man. <laughs> uh, last thing, uh, Tommy wrote in, uh, subject line was, uh, good to see you boys back. He says, been listening since the BC days and was wow. super stoked to see Outlandish back in my feed. Anyone playing Warzone, I don't typically like Battle Royale games. But this one has gotten me way into it. Would highly recommend. Hope all is well. That is uh, Call of Duty Warzone, which I believe is a completely separate. No, 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 no. Isn't it? Wait, I thought it was just called Warzone. Uh, it might be just called. You're thinking of Modern Warfare. No, I, I, it's it's Call of Duty Warzone. You can. Nah, it's, I think it's just called Warzone, isn't it? Isn't this an old game, Warzone? I may be thinking of Warframe. There's a lot of war. There's a lot of games with war in the name. That's for damn sure. Or Warhawks. Or I do. I know there is a Call of Duty names. Warzone that's a, a battle royale, and it's it's pretty popular. It's also like a separate download for free, which is Zone. you know I don't know why anybody would launch a battle royale and not do that. So well, this just this is this is just called just Warzone. I mean, he probably just write or just wrote Warzone. Because that's just no, what I mean, this is on Steam. So uh, Warzone is a project created by WES Cooperation when I first started. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure there's a game on Steam called Warzone. If you could look at how popular it is, I think you'd find out that it's probably not the game this guy's talking about. And it's probably no, 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 no. It's He's talking about this game. Probably Call of Duty Warzone because... Um, a lot of people no, are no, playing, playing that. Maybe he's playing this Warzone 2100. It's free. <laughs> There's no user reviews on the Warzone on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> Release date, May 29, 2019. Early access. <clears throat> he's definitely talking about this. He's loving this. Yeah, is he? He's tired of this. It's got an office environment. Look at these screenshots. This game looks dope. I'm just going to... He's only got the five screenshots? What the fuck? Uh, where would you get this Call of Duty Warzone? I mean, I think it's just three. Like, you just... Call of Duty Warzone. Type it into your old PS4 search and... Yank it down. Battle.net is... It's probably on Battle.net. Uh, is it a standalone? I guess it's a standalone, right? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy. It says, the, like, it says the game is a part of the 2019 title Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah, so like, I think you get it as part of the download if you get Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It's like it's an option in there, but they also launched it as a standalone. Oh, thing. well, shit, I don't like that. I played it once, I was like, I don't like this. Oh, okay, because what happens is like, so. If anything, Apex Legends is probably, or I mean, or 
Mm, yeah, Apex Legends would be the best battle royale right now, I would think, um, just based on the system that's in place. Because within Warzone, what happens is if you get knocked down um, and killed, you go to like this like fucking weird ass like one v one area. Oh yeah, it's I like, heard about it's this. almost like a prison, a prison area. Yeah, people people like. call it like, the uh, the uh, the bat the 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 shower room from the rock. <laughs> and so, like, I was like, when I first played, it, I was like, "What the fuck is this? Am I like? It's like sounds like a riot's going on or something in a prison? I don't know." I started running around punching people and stuff because you're like in this like lobby area thing, and uh, then I got sent into this one v one area where I had to like fight to get back into the game. And I was like, I just don't like this. This is fucking stupid. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, like I, like I don't know. I just like the idea of like an Apex Legends where I could grab a banner and like call them back in or something. So like my teammates could help me come back. Not so much I had to fucking fight my way back. Mm. I don't know. Well, it's, it's anyway. Idea. I mean, I'd play it with the guy if he wants to play. I'm fucking awful, probably. Uh, I'm, I bet I'm, you're I'm not that awful. bad. I, I'm terrible at any battle royale game oh. because I want to loot too much. Like, I I don't know what the best thing for me is. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm I'm like, do I have the best thing? I don't fucking know. Let me run over here. Let me grab some more shit. Do I have enough shit to survive right now? I don't know. And then you get killed so while really, you're looking at the uh, yeah, inventory. And, <laughs> or, or, or I hold people back or like, I don't know. I'm just staying around too. Yeah. You know, and so what you really need to do is you need to set like, I grab a gun, I grab some ammo. That's it. I move on. And you're, you're supposed to plan out like, I'll just get off shit from people I kill. Like other people have looted stuff. I'll get their loot and so forth. And then you're just constantly getting as other people are killing other teams, they're getting more loot and you just supposedly just get more loot off of other people. But then I'm, I'm too busy. Like when I kill somebody, I'd be like looking through the, and, and like, I'm not like really quick on dragging shit out of their inventory into my inventory. I'm like, uh, click and drag over. Oh, blah, blah, I'm dead. Huh. You know, <laughs> I'm just terrible at those games. You be you build me out with inventory already. I'm good. You know, I'd have a better fucking chance. But you throw me down with like my bare knuckles. I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm fucked. All right. <clears throat> Thanks for this episode uh, 424 of Outlandish Podcast. If I can send us an email, you can do so at letter at outlandishpodcast.com. Uh, you can like us on. Or follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Outlandish Podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Outlandish Cast. You can follow me at Outlandish Matt. You can follow Justin Outlandish Beats. And you can follow uh, Jeremy Outlandish Jer. Uh, the 20th today is Jeremy's birthday. Uh, the 27th next week will be Justin's birthday. Yeah. And the 29th I'm a man. I'm will be John's birthday. So if you guys want to, all, all my J friends are all born in May. I don't know what the deal is with that. All my J's are born in May. Uh, hey, hey. But uh, so, yeah, if you want to wish Justin a happy birthday on the 27th, you can. That'd be great. On Twitter. Nice of you. And uh, John, like I said, John is on the 29th. So if you want to wish him, you know, John, you can wish him a happy birthday on the 29th. Um, I'll tweet out, by the way, today that happy birthday, Jeremy, so you can. If you want to, you can retweet that or tweet at him. 
All right, thanks for this episode 424, and we'll catch you in 425 in uh, probably a couple weeks. I think we're, we're – I don't know if we mentioned in the past, but we're trying to do it about every two weeks now um, just to give everybody some time, and we can always – it's easy, it's a lot easier for us to sync up every two weeks than it was whenever the fuck we wanted to yeah. do it. So we're trying to set up a schedule, and I'm trying to get us on, on, on pace with show notes and stuff like that so we can stay on and keep a memory of what we want to talk about, so – uh, thanks for this episode of 424, and we'll catch you in 425 in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye. Right, there you go. Say, thank you for listening to Outlandish. Thank you for listening to Outlandish. Good enough.